0: episode number 140 of the Tartan Running Shorts podcast, hosted by Tom Bryan and myself, Kyle Gregg. So, Tom, you've, uh, you've got a, a fine background, as always, and uh, you've got the, the, the letter T on your T-shirt as well. Look at that, eh? Tommy's, you know, no, no GB shirt today, but you've got a big, you know, capital T. So, what does your capital T stand for today? I wish. So, well, the capital T stands
1: for trials, because we're going to speak about the Olympic trials it also stands for Tomo because he's the hero of the hour. Oh. It stands for Tommy because Tommy in Paris, <laughs> and it is also a Tracksmith T-shirt, which is why. It's oh,
0: look at that! Hey, eh? look at that! Well, that's a, a fine specimen of world-class runners right behind you there. Um, you know, and, and you know, we're, we're, we're clearly going to be talking all about the trials this week, and uh, we're, we're super, super excited to let you know we have got three of the the runners. The, the 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 Scottish runners in the trials. So, uh, you know, firstly we've got Steph Davis, the winner of the women's uh, marathon trials, and she's heading to Tokyo. We've also got Sarah Ingalls, who you know we'll, we'll talk about her experiences and her run, her result, and uh, finally we've got Fat Simpson, Robbie Simpson, who's going to jump on live in the show as well. So it's uh, indeed it's an exciting wee episode for you folks. So. You know, make get your get your shoes on, lace up, and run until the 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 episode ends. And I'm sure by that point you'll be all inspired to keep on running. So and shall we
1: start with the trial? I think we've got 20 minutes till Robbie joins us. So I think the trial is probably it's what I imagine the the extra hundred Twitter followers we got on Friday are joining in are logging
0: in to listen to.
2: <laughs>
0: now, just uh, just for transparency, I've got no um no, no real part in the Twitter banter. Uh, you know, it's it's all it's all it's, it's all Tommy's views on TRS. Although uh, you know, sometimes Tommy will, will, will forget to, to to ask my views. So, uh, yeah. but but you know, your Friday Twitter banter was exceptional. Um, and, and, and yeah, good good job in that front. That's for sure. And uh, and and yeah, I mean, obviously, I, you know, I contribute in many other ways. Still need to get a handle on this Twitter stuff, eh?
1: Yeah, so the the Twitter, I mean, I mean, I raised the Twitter because it was quite a, I think that it was a it was a great race to be exchanging. You know, we had Lewis Walker, your coach. He was he was getting he was involved. There was a few other listeners who were following the race. I think most of the country was following the race, and it was it was amazing. <clears throat> we've talked on here a lot about that. We we loved the London Marathon, and it's really cool to see. In the past, it's been cool to see that the British champs and. And often, more often than not, the trial race has been for major championships is included in the Olympic trial. I'm sorry, in the London Marathon. But actually, on this occasion, it gave us the opportunity to really see what the US do, which is a dedicated trial race. And it was amazing. It was absolutely brilliant. The coverage was great. Yeah. It was helped by the fact it was an exciting race. So firstly, tip of the cap to Tom Bedford, Kew Gardens, Richmond Run Fest, British Athletics, they really nailed it. And it was, it was just great. And it really showed you, if you strip out all these these two or three, two or four, two or five Kenyans and Ethiopians. And you, you take away and you basically strip it back to a British field. It's exciting. It, oh, it, was, it was so yeah. exciting. And although my only criticism is they need to learn how to do a split screen. How difficult <laughs> is it to watch both races at the same time? Come on BBC or whoever it was, it was British athletics. That's a small thing. 2021. Me and Kyle on a split, a split screen right now.
0: <laughs> well, just get us to you know do the next trials. We'll, we'll sort it out. Eh? What well, do you? What, what about? Uh, what did you prefer then? Did you prefer our commentary or, or doing the Twitter commentary feed? What's your? Uh, what's...
1: I, I I really enjoyed. London was a long day because it was, the races were back to back. But I really enjoyed watching and chatting about London with you and I too. as a mate, just watching it yeah. together. It was great crack. I a few people jumped on for this one i mean twitter was okay but actually i should to be this is, it was a it was a friday at nine o'clock so i was sat in like a team meeting right and uh i i was half contributing to so i've got one headphone in <laughs> listening to a team meeting which i'm kind of communicating in. i've got the other ear is watching the, the trial and i'm trying to put out some tweets at the same time so it was a busy morning but very very good and if we start, I think let's start with the let's start with the because Robbie. We might get we might pause while Rob when Robbie jumps on, and it was it was a, it was really interesting because the guy with Callum Hawkins and Jake Smith pacing. Jake Smith, who of course ran that exceptional half it's in smart, the World it? Champs, yeah, back in uh, wherever it was Poland in uh, October. And of course, yeah. everyone knows Callum and his his uh, credentials, and they were
0: pretty much they were going out at what two ten pace. They took the guys through. I think they were a little bit faster than that one. They're not like 209, or not. But yeah, it was it was a, a yeah about bang on pace, bang on target. That's that's definitely definitely sure for sure. And, yeah.
1: And it looked like there was a group. So the kind of the first group that went away was uh, was Ben Connor, uh, Moadan, Dewey Griffiths, uh, Tomo and Chris Thompson. And there was one name I'm missing for sure. I think in that group. And they went off and and they went. They looked pretty. They looked pretty good going with those boys through um, through the first 10, 15K. I mean, early days to assess a marathon on. Um, and the pacing, those two looked to do a great job on the pacing. And what was interesting then, when they got to, I think it was, you know, I'm going to have to, this is on memory because I can't, I don't have the, I've got the splits of Tomo in front of me, but I don't have the splits of the uh, the actual lead pack. But I think it was 20, 25K that Tomo drops off. And I remember, and I, I thought at the time, like most people, I think I even tweeted it. Tomo's it looks like he's overcooked it. He started dropping
0: off the pace. But actually, he was about 30 seconds off, wasn't he?
1: He was. He he really came off the back. But some people pointed out, and it's absolutely right, that Tomo's pace didn't really slow. He just, it did a little bit, but it wasn't like the guys at the front, the guys at the front kind of held a constant pace. And I think, and what Tom, you know, look at Tomo's uh, interview at the end, really sensible racing. You know, he's he's had the awareness at that stage of a race to realize, this is too fast for me. I'm going to back off. And, you know, run your own race and make that decision of, of I'll let, let's let see, I can't control what the guys in front of me do. Let's see, they may can hold this pace and two of them will go on to run it. But for him, it wasn't going to work. So he backed up a bit. The boys kept pushing. Um, eventually, it looked like it was w- dwindling down to uh, Ben Connor and Dewey Griffiths. Dewey Griffiths just then disappeared. Tomo suddenly reappears. And the last, like, you know, 10K, Tomo's just romping away with it. <laughs> I mean it was it was absolutely amazing to watch and he it was there's a, a couple of videos of that you Instagram Twitter are full of videos at the moment of it. It's amazing. The way when you see him come through his lap to go, he's absolutely just in that zone flowing. You know, when someone it looks yeah. like it looks he's in that perfect balance of he's pushing but he's not gubbed and it's just amazing to watch. And when he
0: comes around to finish, unbelievable scenes. Ah, unbelievable. Wasn't it just like I, I actually had a boot camp that I I I, I take in, in the local village in the Vale Lafford and uh De, you know Debbie's like, Kyle, Kyle, come and see this and it was I was like, Ah, oh, what what's happening? He's like, Chris Thompson's uh he's, he's he's winning it. And I just looked at it, it was like the last like couple of miles and oh my god, it was just inspiring to watch, wasn't it? You know oh, amazing. You just, you, you just felt the the energy, you know, through your laptop. It was phenomenal stuff. Um, and I remember, you know, we'll, we'll get to, no doubt we'll get to this, but, you know, we we, we kind of sacked him off, didn't we? Well, we <laughs> well, did. did anyway. I, no, we did.
1: We did. And I, I'll hold my hands up to that. And I've, you know, oh. Tom has had amazing runs. But when you look at it, he's 39 years old. He's had the last, he hasn't been exceptional the last couple of marathons. But again, it just shows the marathon is, I'm going to come to a book later on. I'm currently reading Med Kovalevsky's. Twenty-six marathons, which is an amazing book. I'll, I'll give a wee review of it later on. But what I'm, what you're seeing is the marathon. We know and here the marathon is is a huge amount in your head. Yeah, you need to be in great shape, but how you execute it, we know that it's it, a lot of it's about that. And Tomo is he's just nailed it. He's yeah. absolutely nailed it. The execution oh. of that race.
0: Oh, absolutely! It was just yeah, so inspiring, so inspiring. Um, so, so what do you think? Fifty was that PB? Yeah, on the label. PB Olympic. Olympic standard, like just and and he's just a dad, he's a new, newly formed dad as well. eh? Like, I think absolutely his his, uh, his his new, his we one uh, popped out that week too. You know, on the Tuesday, I think it was there. You go, Kyle. So, I don't want to hear any of your shit about I'm having a kid this summer, it means I can't, (laughs) I can't race. You know, we're expecting a marathon PB the week after number two is born. Oh, no problem, no problem. Well, (laughs) anyone's got a marathon the week after. I mean, I have to predict when that week will be, but uh, <laughs> you know, it Olympic was... Olympics here would come, Kyle Greg. So, so amazing run from
1: come. amazing run from Tomo. So two, yeah, two ten fifty, uh, just e- exceptional. And in second place, it was Ben Connor, who was about uh, a minute. I think it was about a minute up the road. A solid run from Ben. Uh, yeah,
0: he the time so all he had to do was get a top two. So he a solid. I don't think did he get? you didn't get a PB. No, almost, I don't think but so. A solid, a solid performance nonetheless from from Ben. Anyway, absolutely. Yeah,
1: and absolutely. do you know what Mo Adan? There was something it was shout. Miles Edwards made this point I saw, and I think he's spot on. Is Mo Dan What a debut! Two twelve. That's a bad, it? serious, seriously bad. impressive. And yeah. your first marathon is is always a it's a bit of a, a sort of crab shoot. So I think you, yeah. I mean, you. Who, I'm sure he'll come back. Um, he looked like he was tying a little bit towards the end, but. Still 212.20. Amazing. Oh, ben Connor was 212.06. Yes, yeah, so about a minute and 10 back from Chris. So Chris Thompson, 210.50. Ben Connor, 212.06. Mo Dan, 212.20. And then our one of our tips, Dowie Griffiths. I've been told I've pronounced that wrong. Dowie Griffiths Dewey. in 213.42. Um, Josh Griffiths, 215.08. In fifth and then sixth place, who we're going to come to in about 10 minutes' time. Robbie Simpson, two fifteen twenty six. Now we won't talk yet about Robbie. We'll let him tell his own story. Um, I mean, that, Robbie's result uh, is a it's a is a is a good great run on on the considering the difficulties had on the day. Um, so yeah, so it's interesting. So that's the Olympic team: Calum Hawkins, Chris Thompson, and uh, Ben Connor.
0: Brilliant. Hey, yeah, that's a solid Olympic team, and you know, all, all three of them are well deserved um, for for the race. You know. Uh, one one question, sorry to go back to Chris Thompson. Maybe some of that, maybe not necessarily others, but what was we know we know that Chris is sponsored by on, <laughs> mm-hmm. but he uh, he had this some sort of agreement with on that he can wear uh, a non on running shoe. Now, is it a Nike? Do you know what it is? Because he's so, obviously next
1: percent. Next percent, yeah. I, I've I mean, the internet, he's done that before though. So I think he's he did that at the big half last year when he ran well. And it's not, so it's not actually that new. It's obviously all the morons on social media are are, are kicking off again. And do you know what? I think his sponsors
0: are happy to do it. Then it's, yeah, no, oh, yeah, it's, his sponsors are. He's, he's openly admitted it. And, and I'm sure on, our, our, on the side too, he's openly admitted that, it's, that there's, a, there's an agreement in place there. Um, which do you know what like good on good on the sponsors for sticking by him as well for, for something like that and mm. and I'm sure you know carbon technology carbon shoe technology will all catch up and we'll all be in a, a level playing field at some point who knows when that will be hopefully it's certainly starting to 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 come to fruition anyway with some of the world records being recognised by Adidas athletes now mm-hmm. um, so
1: here's a question for you Kyle you're lining up an autumn marathon you're in the shape of your life you can you, money's not an object. Uh, availability is not an object. What shoe would you wear?
0: Well, I, I think it, it, it has to do. You mean if I was a, a sponsored athlete, or Mm-mm. just anyone? you as you
1: are unsponsored? What would you um? What would you choose to money's, put on? If
0: Money, if money is not an object, I would try every single carbon shoe, and I would eventually find. <laughs> What shoe I like the best or in, in, in I perform the best at? That
1: is uh, far too scientific a method for you, mate. Yeah, Come on. Uh, you're gonna you
0: you you're gonna buy it the day before I wear it in the
1: race. That's what you're I, gonna do. I'll just
0: what my is Zoom is. Flies. My, uh, <laughs> my zoom flies from like a year ago. Still going strong. Although the upper is starting to go now, so I'm gonna I'm gonna have to start thinking about investing a new pair of uh, shoes, Tommy. Uh,
1: well, what about that sexy
0: pair of Nike
1: Tech Next Percent Temples that you had on for your six-hour one? They've got well, a well,
0: well you told me they
1: go for races, eh? Oh, they are for races, yeah. Sorry, you're yeah, absolutely right. Bit- I,
0: that's how, that's ironic because you know it's not a, I'm, you know, it's not Next Percent. It's probably a slower shoe. I agree. But,
1: it's just got too big a stack. I think.
0: Aye, I mean, which is you know, nonsense. It Didn't really help me doing that six-hour run. I mean, it was fine yeah. for the first couple of hours. I was bouncing along, and boom. <laughs> There's no bounds, uh, you know. It's al- from a for my body, you know. In the last two hours, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, the thing is, though, it's illegal in the same sense that, like, the next percent, uh, even in the socket shoe that I wear, the uh, Endorphin Pro, actually, that I've got, it's illegal for the for the track. And I'm thinking about running the French 10,000 meter championships at the end of April, which is still on. Oh, is and, it? and I'm, I actually don't know what shoes I'd have to wear. I guess I'd have to buy spikes because I'm not. I wouldn't be able to rock up in a pair of, uh, you know. It's not the plate as such. I think it's the issue is the stack. So anyway, I'm not breaking any records and I'm not making any threat to the championship. I'm just wanting to run on it. So I'm, I'm, I'm a bit. Uh, I need to get myself a pair of Dragonfly, <laughs> Nike <laughs> racing spikes,
0: <laughs> or the the good old Meta Spint. The Meta Spint Tokyo one.
2: Nice.
0: I think that's like two hundred and seventy pound, but I think that's a spin shoe, so it's not really a uh a, a race mm. shoe. But there's the Hoka the Hoka ones. I think they're. They're pretty decent. Uh, the the hooker rocket rocket ones are calling them. I don't know. But the if
1: reason that happens, the reason but... I, the reason I ask is that when you look at the finish, then you've got so. You've, and again, we love a bit of shoot chatting here. And it is at the beauty now is it's complete level. It's a level playing field. Nobody can say boo. So you've got Tom yeah. in the next percent. You've got I think Mo Adama's in a next percent. Ben Connors in the he's a New Balance athlete, so he's in what I believe is the um, fuel cell RC. I think it is. I Something think that's like what that. it's called. And you've got uh, there was a I noticed there was a, a couple of Adidas shoes in there as well. So now it's it's interesting because I've got to say I'm not sure I'd be able to squeeze into it because I've had trouble with Adidas before, although the Boston is is working quite well for me now. but I would I, I like the look of that Adidas the Adios pro. Uh, I really do, but the next percent, I mean you're it's all it comes out I think you're right. It comes out of comfort because they're all good shoes. But I thought it was really I, I just really liked watching the race and realizing that you've got a real, it's not like four years ago. And I remember you pointed out when I ran Frankfurt, there was a photo of us, like eight of us all in the exact same shoe. That's not the case anymore. You've got a real,
0: the yeah, market I mean, is really full of shoes. And you yeah. see
1: that at these races, like the Olympic trial.
0: Oh, definitely. So uh, so just to round off the, the obviously we spoke about the feet, the male marathon results. Um, we've got five more minutes. So the female side, do you want to We we'll just quickly go, go through that? As well. Let's let's do it. So I
1: think we've already we've as we said at the top of the show, it was a win and an outstanding run for Scotland and soon to be uh, Team GB, Steph Davis in two twenty seven sixteen, and Steph, it was just exceptional. It was an exceptional run from, you know, and what what I really like about Steph is the fact Steph is, is someone who I mean Steph was a was a, a you know a, was a, a hairy when I left. Just as I left. Uh, so it's like you know she she works she you know you don't you, she's not posting from live from dubai to start the year warm weather training i'm sure she'll get all that now but she's just someone who works really hard and we we yeah. spoke to her and when we saw her at the antrim half and where she had a bit of a rough day and it was you know and it was you know she she obviously had the opportunity to get a british vest at the world championships to half last year but couldn't so, I think it's really nice to see that come,
0: come back around. And the way she executed it was amazing. I mean, ah, um, perfect which, the execution, wasn't it? I mean, she, yeah. you know, like negative split. Uh, I, I, what was she a halfway? I'm mean, not, 127. Then, um, what was she yeah, 127? I think they went
1: through halfway. They went through halfway in about one. I think we're looking at about 114 pace. Uh, you'll hear when 14, we'll obviously we that. 114, 130 or something. So, and, and the thing is, what was amazing is she went, just sat with the pace group and uh, you know, you'll hear Steph tell herself here that she that she knew she had that time in her. She didn't buck under the pressure of being the favourite and just a really, really solid, controlled run and didn't look like someone who was given it, hundred, looked like someone who had a bit more in the tank. So I think it's really encouraging for Steph for future races and it's just amazing to see her dominate that field. And I think it's Charlotte am Perd- uh, not Charlotte Perdue, uh, Lily Partridge you know, is someone who, who is, is a well-known, proven athlete at other distances. Marathon has not yet come together for her, but Steph is just putting her away. Sarah, you know, we'll come to Sarah's. Kyle spoke to her um, today. You know, Sarah's had it ran really well at the the half in, in the States at the Marathon Project there. Unfortunate. But I mean, these are quality athletes that she just absolutely put away. And it's amazing, amazing result to see. And, and to run a, a 15 second PB on a day where, yeah, there were paces, but it wasn't like a big city marathon in a mixed field. You know, she's, this is a, this was collapse of Kew Gardens with, Half of which you were doing on your own with a well with a pacer. So I think it's amazing run, really pleased
0: for her. Oh, absolutely. So, so we had you know, Steph as as a first place, uh, you know, comfortably within the Olympic time, and then your second place was Natasha Cochran, which uh, oh, that was so close. Hey, eh? you know, she got 30 seconds away from the Olympic time, two thirty or 03. That's breaking. a great run from her, and um, you know, she definitely she had a great race at the London Marathon too, and um, so she's. Definitely, you know, just just there and thereabouts. Just needs to get the right, you know, the right the right day for her, and no doubt she'll be under that two thirty mark two. Uh, your third place was also from Wales was Rosie Edwards two thirty one fifty six as well. Um, so yeah, some some great results from the you know the the leading female uh, British athletes as well, and you know and that's not even having. Uh, Jess Pierzecki, Steph 12, There's not Eilish McHogan. Like so much talent coming through just now. It's just so exciting, Um, especially at
1: marathon. A marathon, 10k. It's at the distance. It's really exciting, and I think, yeah, it's it really bodes well. It really does bode well. And these go. These are girls who can, you know, if you a good run and everything comes together on the day, and you know, championship marathons can be funny ones. They don't go out that quick. There's medals on the table for some of these girls. If you can get yourself there's no reason why some of these girls can't, you know, find a f- couple of minutes on a good day. And suddenly you're, you never know. Olympic marathons can be one, you know, um, one of the times uh, that are a bit slower than usual.
0: Definitely. Not uh,
1: what, you know, but medals anyway, certainly.
0: Yeah. In ter- terms of finishing times and, you know, finishers, there was quite a high level of dropouts. Eh? Uh, there was. You had about 10, aside from the pacers, you had about 10, 10 runners who, who didn't complete it, which is quite, quite a lot. And, you know, and I don't know what what the reason for that is, whether or not it's you know your the stress of of getting to the race, and you know there's usually a high, there's always dropouts in races anyway. But I, I was quite surprised by how many people actually dropped out, and um, mm. maybe because it was an, a trial, and you know people go you, you go all out, and it's it's all or nothing type of um, you know philosophy. or what, What's your thoughts on that? I think it's probably a bit
1: of both. I think it's probably the fact that they've that when you you're go they're there all or nothing. I mean, a lot of the guys when you when you realize you're not on for a PB in a marathon for sure, and it's twenty miles in, you might just think you know I sawed the last ten k, I'll protect my legs and I, I won't have to write off two three weeks of on a marathon hard. And then secondly, you're lapping, and it's all if you're on a London or or New York or a Boston or a Paris or Berlin, there's that element of finishing. But I think on a lapped course of Kew Gardens. That you know, when you come around the lap and you're done and your time's gone, you're not making a standard. I can see why some athletes would uh would drop out. Um, I mean, I think I think it, there's there's in so few races right now, I think you would you should crack on, but maybe some of them have got ideas on 10,000 now that are not for the Olympics. I don't know, but what certainly he's going to join us shortly. But Robbie is a credit to that of someone who's who's just you know, Rob, we'll talk about the issues Robbie had during the race, but to crack on is is really impressive. That's the strong head. we've all had bad days in the marathon and you know you had a rough day in um tallahassee um uh, london That super hot year i remember coming down embankment just thinking put me on the tube now honestly I'm, I'm done i'm not interested in this i knew that PB was gone i was just thinking but you've got this part of you like i want to finish this and the only yeah. time i've dnf the marathon or or in Amsterdam when i physically couldn't run and i think that there there's maybe you can understand in a marathon if you're lapping it must be grim and oh, that's right. why you know we spoke to those guys last week. Your ultra piles about twenty-four hour track, gads! I don't know how I do. I do not know how people do that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, me, up, I do. You know, we'll yeah. both line up with one of them one day, don't you worry?
1: Right. Anyway, so speaking of the speaking of the devil, Mr. Robbie Simpson is now in the weight room, so I'm going to add him in. Oh, right, exciting!
0: Hey, Robbie. How uh, are you doing? Not bad. Oh, oh nice. You? You, 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 you did your unmute. you unmute. You unmuted yourself. You're, you're probably one of the first guests <laughs> that have done that. Yeah.
3: Nah, <laughs> I'm just not used to using these things. So normally when I come in, it's already unmuted. When, <laughs> I don't know how it works. <laughs> I, don't know. I think it's too, yeah. How's it going? Oh, good. good. Yeah. How are you feeling? Yeah, not too bad. Just, um, yeah, my legs and that are okay, but yeah. I don't know. I started knacking myself yesterday on the bike, so I can't tell what I'm tired from now.
0: <laughs> you weren't ice. You were outside, there was on the turbo. surely it wouldn't have been on the turbo. Not no,
3: the- <laughs> I went out uh, fishing. So I cycled up oh, to nice. um, Strathdon, uh-huh. but I thought it was 40k and it turned out to be 50k. And then. Each way? Uh, yeah. And then. I- oh. I was fishing for like seven, eight hours or something as well. So then I was starving and then I didn't have any food or water left and cycled back. And then oh, no. the legs catch any fish? No, <laughs> no. <Nothing>. Legs <laughs> just went. And then last like 20k, I was just starting to get dizzy. I didn't think I was gonna make it. Even when I got to bankery, I thought I can't even get from one end of bankery to the other. <laughs> <mad."
1: laughs> well, so you've you put yourself through the to- the torture of a, of a marathon and then a couple days later. Putting yourself right to the even worse into the red just to get back from a fishing trip. Yeah, it's way harder, way harder. Than, yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, I didn't know you. I didn't know you did much fishing. Yeah, that's that's cool. I I am a big fisherman. Well, Are when, you? I, I when I was a kid, but I used to go to yeah. do fishing competitions and. Things like that, oh. like and then I caught all I caught was bloody eels, eh? <laughs> really? Whoa. yeah, yeah, yeah. River Finhorn. So anyway, we're that we're nice. proper rambling now. <laughs> so, I don't know, yeah. but I mean, it's all it's all part of the game. It's, you know, you Robbie, we've had you on the show well, a while while back now. It's been too long, eh? Yeah. Uh, so we're delighted to have you back, and um, obviously we're we're gonna keep it, you know, keep it to the point. But we're we're you know, someone of your caliber, we we can definitely go off track, like I do. Uh, so, so t- yeah I mean you know first and foremost like you tell us of tell us like how your you know how, how, how it went and um, just overall and you know how your preparation was and things like that Uh we had we had a, a little bit of dialogue as well with uh, you know in th- th- terms of like how will uh, the weather up here what's it going to be like when it comes to the day uh, so yeah tell us tell us how things go- went um well it on the day or in the build up or oh, the build, build up first. Let's go for the build up first. Build Sorry. Up first. That was a that was a loaded question and a half
3: <laughs> Well, in the build up, it was I mean, it started off quite well um off the back of last season, just doing a lot of a lot of training and not many races. Um yeah. so I started the kind of road build up in November, December. I did a 10k up in up in Forest. Oh, that yeah. the first thing I did. Nice. And and that went all right off yeah. of the training yeah um so then from uh, there
0: 30 flat or something wasn't it yeah yeah 30
3: in a few seconds depending on who timed it but uh it was was fine actually like it was good just to get a benchmark without really having done many sessions um so that that was fine and then yeah really keen to get into the training I was feeling really good and then I think even by the middle of December we'd had some snow and sort of ice and then it just stayed on the trails and it didn't melt from then until yeah. I think the middle of February like the D side line was covered in ice yeah so, uh, yeah that's that was brutal
1: when I mean, you see these all you I mean for someone like you of your caliber to be training in that environment I saw a few of your tempo treadmill sessions that you you posted <laughs> which look horrendous maybe you can tell to them but you see that you know not to have the opportunity to get out of there and go warm weather that's really that must be very difficult
3: I know. I don't really like the Scottish winter. If I'm honest, like used to just going somewhere warm, just relaxing, and obviously you're training really hard, but you're taking away a lot of the other things you have to do. Um, And it's difficult enough doing the training
0: in good conditions, let alone in bad, snowy, crappy, windy stuff. Um, Yeah, as well. Like we're in the worst areas for snow, aren't we? You know, like you know, you're in you're in I'm in Afford, which isn't that far away. They're like the the, either the hottest places in the UK or the coldest places in the UK, aren't they? Like you know, in the in the winter and anyway, like
3: the problem is like December. So if it snows a little bit and then sort of freezes, the sun's so low in the sky, it doesn't really get a chance to melt. Yeah, because like the trees, like the D side line is just sheltered, so a lot Mm -hmm. of the ice just stayed there. So it was was all right for doing like sessions on the road, but then when it was yeah properly bad, then even the treadmill was like the only place you could really go and. And it was all right. You thought, oh yeah, I don't mind jumping on the treadmill like once a month or whatever for a session. Um and, and that's kind of the way it was. They do the odd like tempo on the treadmill if it was really snowy or icy, but then it was okay a lot of the time. I mean, some of the tempos, I remember going along one of them and it was going really well and the throat like the ground was frozen, but it was quite dry, like on the road, a little bit white. Then I got to this massive puddle and it just had icebergs in it. And then it was like knee deep, and then the verges were all just solid ice, like glass, like ice. Yeah. And I just had to try and climb along the wall to get around this puddle and back on the road again. Yep. Just grim. You know,
0: your auto pause is on, and everyone's like, "Geez, why did it take five minutes off there?" You know.
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, but uh, no, that was okay. And then yeah, just ticked over with that. But then we obviously got a lot of bad snow in uh, when was that end of January or something? Yeah there was a lot of snow so then it got to the stage where I was even having to do some easy runs on the treadmill but it was only like a I guess a 10-day kind of period where it was really bad and then I was doing like all the sessions on there and it got to like the long run and I was like ah is it gonna melt in time can I just find a bit of a cleared road because I'd done some road like found some roads that were well cleared not like main roads but just busier roads that had actually been gritted and everything but even then When it was really bad it was too bad so a long run on the treadmill one of the times and it was just it's good though forces you to i think it forced me to run faster than normal or at least lock into a pace and just normally i'm not very good at doing those kind of like progressive runs and holding an exact pace um so then i just programmed it in and then like beeped it up a a little (laughs) bit faster every so often
0: (laughs) nice Did you, um, you know, while you're on the treadmill, you know, obviously I'm the, you know, I wouldn't say I'm the treadmill expert, but I'm sick to death of of the treadmill chat. And, you know, and and I must say, I I was quite humbled when you asked me for advice, like how, you know, when it came to treadmill running, uh, you messaged me and and how, how does it transfer in the roads and, I felt well I didn't do a two you know, I don't do two thirteen, two fourteen, two fifteen marathons. So <laughs> it was uh but but anyway, what, what I was gonna get to in terms of like what was your setup like in the treadmill? You know, like did you did you watch anything or did you just like, you know, do what I do and just look at yourself and, you know, go, wow, I'm so pretty. Or, what was that like for you? Um, no,
3: I didn't watch myself. I, I had like a music video on, like a yeah. basically a live concert that lasted about as long as I needed to be on the treadmill for. <laughs> but Then I could kind of gauge how well I was doing or how, how long I had to go just by like what stage they were at yeah the time yeah. everybody have the tops off and sweating <laughs> and at the same stage but then i'd have to have like the door open because it at that stage we, well, we've got a shed now that it can go yeah. in but it was just in the living room and of yeah. course it's like 20 hot, degrees inside hot, 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 oh, yeah. God. Yeah. Yeah. so i just opened the door and at one point there was snow like blowing in from outside <laughs> it was just, it's but it, it was okay i had drinks and stuff there and uh yeah, the time, I think with the treadmill, I think the first 10K is the slowest. Like, just it feels like it goes on forever. But once you get through that, like it yeah, goes by can. quite quick.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah. So, what about your inclines? And did you have the incline at like 0%, one, two? did you just keep it as what was that? What was that like? Well, it depends. Easy runs, I just put it
3: up to like a couple of percent. But then yeah. for the sessions, I tried to have it on one or one and a yeah. half. Yeah. But then one of the sessions, I'd had it on like five or something for an easy run. Uh-huh. I didn't realize, and I got on, and I started the, the tempo, and it, it got up to, like, a fast pace, and I was like, I don't think I can do this for, like, 40 <laughs> minutes. And then I realized the incline was up, so I put it down. The water. <laughs> That's much easier. <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: but, uh, uh, yeah. So how but,
1: did you feel then, getting into, I mean, last week, then, how were you, you feeling going into the race after that sort of not quite conventional build-up?
3: Surprisingly quite good. Like, um, the training obviously wasn't optimal in terms of choosing. I had to move the sessions around I probably couldn't do everything I wanted but then by the time I got to the taper like hadn't there any niggles at all in the build-up and then the last couple of weeks seemed to click quite well and some of the sessions I was like oh I'm starting to feel like I'm coming into shape here and then the taper seemed to be really good too like I was feeling fresh but not like too sore or too tired mm-hmm. and then like the last few days before I felt like there was no complaints at all so that side of it was good um yeah I definitely wouldn't have obviously, I would have changed bits of the training, but <clears throat> the likes of the taper and just the last few weeks would not changed at all.
1: Must be difficult to get to gauge where you're at. I mean, at the moment you've got so you get you go into that one race, but no, okay, you had the thirty the the ten k up in forest, but there's not even a half. You've got not even a Scotty Hill race to gauge where you're at. <laughs> and that must be how do you how did you gauge? Is it, have you got a key session you used to gauge kind of where you're at, or is it based on how that sort of marathon pace feels? Um, well,
3: I mean, even the marathon pace, to be honest, a lot of the times I do tempos, I can't hit marathon pace. I just feel it's hard in training compared to yeah. in a race. But there's like two key sessions I did where I thought, oh, I feel like I'm quite fit. And one was like a long run. That's when I saw you, Kyle, actually, from a boy oh, out yeah. to Ballater and back. That's
0: right. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And then sort of pick it up on the way back and try it. As
0: I was, and... <laughs> huh? was beaving out Mars, and Robbie's like just zooming past. Like... Over... Was all... an overtake or a? Or a... Oh yeah, no, passing. it could have been, but I I, you know, I, I, I kind of <laughs> tried to design my session so that he wouldn't overtake me. Ah, <laughs> nonsense. I thought you were going, it's hard
3: to tell, but you looked like you were probably going quicker than me. I, but I yeah. think it might have been, but I was only going for a minute or two. So ah, okay. <laughs> so like the way out was kind of easiest, just picking up a little bit. Then the way back, sort of trying to run a bit of a tempo pace, I guess it was... 19k or <clears throat> something at the faster pace um 12 miles or whatever on the way back so the whole thing was going to be I don't know, 22 23 miles or something and like i felt quite good at that pace I, obviously that was i didn't run all the, the pace just the second half but i felt like quite good on that second half and it wasn't marathon pd pace but it, it was kind of on trails and stuff and yeah. okay. well, part of the way and yeah like at the end of a big week of training but it didn't feel yeah. like and sometimes i've done that i felt really really stretched or like muscles were started to tighten up whereas it felt quite smooth and like I wasn't running fast in any of my sessions but they just felt easier than normal so I think that was a positive result and and then the other session was just like a 10 mile tempo on um it was on a looped course so like it was probably about nine miles but I was I was running comfortably under marathon pace and thinking oh this this feels quite comfortable like good just yeah nice I wasn't having to dig too deep and the splits were nice and even and I thought yeah that's that's a good good one to do and yeah
1: nice you say that about the gps but one thing that i felt quite reassuring is i see that there's a tom bedford posted something about uh the race and apparently most athletes clocked only about 0.2 of a mile 0.3 of a mile more so just show it really i think there's been a lot of negative chat about like gps over the last year because everyone's gone virtual but um it was quite uh how i guess maybe we'll save that till you get to the race but lapped lapped courses yeah are, are, are a bit of a nightmare
3: yeah i mean there's Tried to convince myself that they were good. That was what I was telling myself the whole time. And when I did the tempo, it worked well because the loop was four minutes. And a four-minute loop goes by really quickly. Mm, yeah. So even though I did like 12 or 13 laps, it was mentally very easy. But see, when we did those 3.3k laps, it was like, oh nah. <laughs> like, that's just way
2: too long.
0: <laughs> was there talking about, you know, as we as we entered the the location of the race, um, did you not do you not do you not have to like did you try and make it a course the day before and you had to like pay to get in or something like that? What was that oh, I didn't get me started
3: on all the little <laughs> things that happened in London, but I, I didn't even bother going because I knew that it was going to be over dinner time. Like I think we had to meet there at half five and it was going mm-hmm. to take an hour. So I thought, nah, let's get a pizza yeah. instead. am going to That's see plenty true. of the laps. The only downside yeah. to that was warming up and started running. I had no idea where I was. And <laughs> I thought I could easily get lost here. I was running with somebody else and yeah. I had no idea where we were or where the course
0: was (laughs) so it's just to be honest so i think you know this this might be controversial but you know i think robbie you'll probably agree like you don't always need to see a course to wreck you know to to to, to run it you know because maybe in that if you're wanting to visualize what you're doing where you're going that's okay but sometimes you just visualize the pace you run and you know it's going to be fairly flat there'll be a couple of turns like you know you can still run the time. I don't know. Maybe you're like that. I'm, I'm certainly in that mindset, especially some of the races we do when it's like trail ultras. You can't wreck a 100k when no. you just you know, turn up a couple of days before, can you, you know? It's, yeah. Uh, I you think know. prefer to just run
3: turn Up and race, like yeah. I, I always prefer that, but then I tried that at Larry Grew and didn't work out so. <laughs> well.
0: And, and Benny here as well, I heard you stopped for like a couple, of, you know, uh, uh, maybe a minute or so. Then. <laughs> yeah, asking
3: people, like, Oh, do you think that the race goes on? Speed? <laughs> but uh, no, that's just my bad planning. But I, I do agree with you, I do like to just turn up and run. And there was going to be 13 laps, was so like let's just sit in for the first lap and then I'll know, yeah. So.
1: yeah, I mean, I knew, I mean, it's going to be what could possibly go wrong? It's a botanic garden. I mean, you know, it's a... well, I'll tell you a goose uh, walked out in front of our group
3: and uh, it was just there walking across the path. and We were running like full pelt towards it and it kept walking. I was like, it's gonna have to, it's gonna just fly out the way. And it didn't just stood there, but we could get around it just. But it
0: was that, it wasn't was that a mascot goose or was it an actual, uh, real goose? I it? Well, it was a proper big goose, wow, and, you know, it can
3: be vicious as well. <laughs>
0: That's uh, so in terms of the race then. so
1: about arriving in that you said it was a bit of a, a bit of a, a shambles. I mean, I've heard because I've, I know I had a summon awareness from I remember before Fiona with Drew and she was talking a bit about some of the emails about it. Uh, it sounded like accommodation was a bit of a shambles. I understand you had a bit of difficulty as well with
3: that. With the accommodation. Well, yeah, I, d- I don't want to blame anyone for this, but um, <clears throat> I turned up to where I thought I was staying on the Wednesday night because I planned to go down the Wednesday rather than just the day before. Yeah. In case there was any That's issue more. with the flight. And uh, I got to the hotel and they were like, nah, check-in's tomorrow. I was like, ah, but I'm pretty sure I'm staying here tonight as well. And they're like, nah, we're closed. So then it's like, i going to have to find somewhere to stay when everything's shut. But uh, yeah, I did. In the end, we managed to find somewhere really close by and it was actually cheaper. So I saved a little bit of money. And, yeah. and you just got to not worry in those situations. Like, oh, worst case, I'll just sleep on the grass outside the hotel. And then- <laughs> <laughs>
1: but, you know, I think that's, I, I think that's all, all good. But and I'm, this is my opinion, no one else's, as Kyle said at the start. In a world where we're getting like, we can't get racism beyond six people at a half marathon because everyone's afraid of COVID. And yet athletes are getting sent to random hotels. I mean, it's, it just shows that it's a nonsense. And, uh, anyway, that's a, a, my own little rant about the, the inconsistencies that we've got going on at the moment. In terms of COVID, so what were the COVID protocols? Did you have to take a test and all that and on the day or anything?
3: Yeah, just the day before, like one of those lateral flow tests. But like I have to do them every week anyway for like the Institute of Sport. Do
1: you? Oh, right.
3: Yeah, just for using like the gym, I have to do that. But I think they're only like, if you look at how percent accurate they are, I don't think it's that accurate, especially if you're like asymptomatic. But it was fine. Like everyone got tested, but the the joke was you, you all got tested. In the hotel, but then, like, we all had to take various ways of transport to get to the race. I didn't realise that they didn't have like a, a bus or anything to get to the start. Even though we'd all been tested, I thought was well, surely now it's safe to travel as one group.
2: Yeah. So
3: I booked a taxi, which called off on the morning of the race an hour before we were meant to leave. Oh, God's sake! So I had to get a bus, just like a public bus to the start. <laughs> with Jesus all my Christ!
0: <laughs> I'm only trying to get in the Olympics, though, but oh, oh my anyway. god. It was fine,
3: it's fine. It's just one of those things, isn't it? Yeah, oh well. So,
0: I mean, right anyway,
1: so let's talk about the race then. How was the uh, that was you were, was there a pace group you went with? was that you, how aware were you of that?
3: Well, there were two different paces, well, three different pace groups, and I kind of planned to run. I think I talked to you that uh, there was a group about roughly 66 minutes for halfway, uh, maybe slightly under, and I thought well, that seems about I know it's a little bit ambitious, but that might be good because. I knew it was going to be quite a big group and it was quite a windy day so I thought it'd be good just to sit in but then as soon as we started like that group just went really quick and actually the 65 and 66 group were quite close together and Mm -hmm. um, the 67 group were quite a bit back and I just ended up getting stuck between the two groups right from the start but there was another guy Matt Clouds, that I know quite well Mm -hmm. and he's like oh don't worry we'll just like run together and catch them and just keep working our way through and it'll be fine and it was it was really good actually um because we you know we sheltered a little bit from the wind but it probably wasn't optimal compared to like a group of five or so so but we ran together for oh, till about 25k and actually we caught two guys that had dropped off that first group and then one dropped off again and one guy was sort of with us for a bit so it was it was fine but it didn't feel good if you know what i mean it, it wasn't like oh this is super easy at halfway i just felt like
2: ooh okay.
1: it's gonna be a, a long day. <laughs> and what? And when? And what? So, what did you go through halfway in, in the end? Through sixty-six
3: forty or something. I mean, it, I can't even remember, but it was approximately.
1: i I've got your splits here because I was looking at them there, and because that was because I guess what I'm, what I'm what I'm heading towards is because I know that you then had some um, some issues in the second half. You were saying
3: <laughs> everybody has issues in the second half, but well, yeah,
1: okay, yeah, you had some uh, some some difficulties in the second half. Yeah, which I think was purely
3: caused by my own poor choices. Um, So basically, the way it worked with the laps, I could pick up a drink every like 3.3k, which I probably should have thought about more in advance. So I just thought I'll I'll pick it up if I want it or I'll wait every second lap if I don't. And it was kind of tricky though, because every second lap just didn't feel like quite enough, um, especially for
2: Mm. for
3: getting the energy in. So yeah, I took like a a decent drink. I can't remember what it was. And I went by after, oh, I'm trying to do the mass in my head, but say it was just before halfway or just just after halfway, I had like a decent drink. Then I came around again and I thought, I quite fancy just a bit of water to like wash the taste of the Morton out of my mouth. And then I stupidly, like Ginny had both bottles there. Yeah. And instead of going for the water, I picked up I picked up oh. the, the Morton again. And then I was like, ah, oh, but I realised I didn't have enough Morton. Like I was just throwing it away, yeah. but I didn't have enough um, on the table um, mm-hmm. for like... The rest of the race because i'd counted out exactly how many needed uh so i just thought i'll just try and drink some more and see if it'll go down <laughs> and then that's i don't know if i had the stitch before that i can't really remember but it, i drank a little bit more through the bottle away and then i was kind of conscious of this in my right side just i don't know if it was the laps you know turning right all the time or if it was just drink but it just started to, to flare up and it started like getting foam kind of coming up oh, you know yeah. sort of burping up foam <laughs> it's not a good sign
2: That's um, like a beer mile or something. <laughs> but it was a
3: bit too soon if you know like i don't mind that in the last 10k like you're kind of prepared for that to be really tough and battle through but when you're getting that just after halfway
0: mm-hmm. it's not ideal oh, geez. And go ahead Carl. Um, no no i was just going to say you know well first it sounded like uh, a beer mile you were you were doing <laughs> Like, and, and, you know, and, and Robbie's done a beer mile. my all, but, uh, you know, at my wedding, it was, it was, uh, I think you won on the ginger beer, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did feel the same, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, but that's, you know, that was, that that's, that's a while ago. This is more important. So like when, when it came to like, the, you know, your, your pace and things like that, like, was that, was that kind of the area, was that the section where things started going a little bit wrong for you? Or like, you know, y- was, it, was did, what, yeah. what was it meant? What was your kind of? What were you thinking at that time in terms of like, what we? What was your outcome? You know, what was your goal? Obviously, your goal was to you know get the Olympic time, and um, you know, did, did things change after that potentially? Or? Well, after about the first mile, I realized that <laughs> I didn't feel at two eleven thirty.
3: Like it just felt so fast. Seeing these guys sprinting off of that pace, yeah. yeah. So I kind of settled in, felt good for a while, and then started feeling quite bad even just before halfway, but I didn't realize the guy was running with Matt was like, just, it wasn't picking up that much, but it just felt like we were cranking up the effort a little bit. And I think some of the splits do get a little bit quicker. I only looked after, but like, I just thought I was dropping off and he was yeah. more like pushing on. So it felt a little bit harder and I didn't realize kind of what pace we were on for. I, yeah, I was just kind of running by feel. I knew it was about right, but it was probably even a little bit quicker than what I'd wanted, or maybe it was okay. And then we started picking up a little mm-hmm. bit and it was then getting quicker than it should have been at that point and but when I started feeling rubbish like my stitch was bad I, I was surprised like I thought I lost loads and loads of time it felt like I slowed down a lot and I think I didn't slow down quite as much as I thought and then almost mentally just thought oh this is yeah this isn't good at all and for like a lap or two it was manageable and then it got to the stage where it was like holding my side I was like oh this is just no good at all and your, yeah. your breathing was a bit restricted yeah. but like it was still sort of early days so I knew like if I could get through that then it might sort of click which is what happened but it was more the after that like the stitch was getting worse and worse and I was just about lapping like this group of of women and then and all the men that I was with so at that point Matt and uh, this other guy Frank Frank Baddock like yeah. I've mm-hmm. been with them and then they just gone and I could see yeah. them like well down the street yeah. and I overtook this group of women and I was like wait a minute or maybe I just closed in from behind and then I started like thinking oh there's something I just like retching here like I feel like I'm gonna be sick and then I was trying to run at the same time and then I was like
2: and and then I
3: just dived off to the side and then like not much came up to be honest it was more just like foam again and stuff like that but then I thought like is this the end of the race or like do you keep running I don't really know so I just started running again but the problem was like I don't know when you've been sick sometimes your legs feel a bit like jelly yeah and it just felt really weak for like it didn't last long it was just going around it was only a few hundred meters before the drink station and then seeing Ginny and everything and I, I ran that few hundred meters quite again sort of felt even slower and then I saw her and I was just like nah, I'm just gonna call it a day I think or yeah. I'll just run one more lap and just see how I feel and she was like looking at me like yeah <laughs> that's not gonna happen <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> you gotta finish the damn thing but I kind yeah. of just thought like that that was it because it just felt so tough and the yeah. thought of trying to go more laps and the time was everywhere so I just kept running and thought I'll see how it goes but then weirdly like I got around the next couple of bends and just felt really good like wow. all of a sudden just fresh legs yeah it breathed really well and then I thought right like we're on it here I'm just going to try and crank it up and then yeah,
0: yeah.
3: okay like it, I think the splits look the same because where I actually was stopped and sick was in the same 5K, as then I ran good ah, again. So yeah, I, yeah,
0: okay. It Sort of averaged out. Ah,
1: okay.
3: Yeah, but if you look like, you can probably see on Strava, there's like a proper stop, yeah. and then a start, <laughs> and then a little peak. And, yeah. and like looking at it now is disappointing, because when I was running, I felt like I was doing, I was running so well on the last 10K, and it was my best ever 10K. Yeah. But then when you look at it, like I ran fast for like, I think two or three K, and then it leveled off again. But it was, it was kind of the difference between mentally feeling good mm-hmm. and then still feeling rubbish so i overtook like three guys yeah. i think in the next lap nice um because i caught that guy frank well matt matt Close, he dropped yeah. out caught frank he finished caught tom evans he dropped out
2: yeah and then
3: maybe someone else who dropped out as well so <laughs> it, it didn't feel impressive because they all dropped out but like <laughs> it felt like at the time i was catching people yeah, and yeah. that's, that's only that.
0: as well you know like you talk about the commonwealth games you know when you got your your bronze there you know you're you finished yeah. strong as well, guys. Right? It must be one of your
1: moments of the field.
0: Yeah, yeah, um,
3: yeah. I mean, it was on paper. it don't think like it was that impressive. Looking at these splits, and you're like, "Jeez, I can't believe I ran that slow." But like, I think by that point, everybody had slowed down loads yeah. in the last like seven k. Yeah. Um. So it, like, relatively, felt like it was coming through a little bit, but it just, it just didn't have quite enough. Like, I could see Josh Griffiths there on the last lap, and I thought, oh, "I'm just starting to tire." And I messed up like in my head. I thought I had another lap potentially. It's like, <laughs> oh how many K are left? Because you you started and finished in a slightly different place as well. And I was
2: uh, yeah, really right.
3: confused. But um it was it was fine in the end. It was good. And I felt like I ran the last 2k quite well as well. Cause um yeah, they had like a, a marker there. And when I got there, I was like, Yeah, it's definitely just like half a lap to go here. So kind of like go for it. But yeah, I mean, it's just pleasing. There were some positives came out of it. Like when I got into finish straight and I saw the clock, I was like, "Whoa, okay, that's a lot better than I thought." Because it honestly felt like minutes were just slipping through my fingers, and that's often the case in the marathon. Like mm-hmm. you see the clock at 30k and you're like, "Oh, I'm on for like this time." Then like you see the clock at 40k and you're like, or even sometimes in the five k difference, you're like, I yeah. mean it's like, "A minute's just gone. You've just lost a minute somewhere without
1: yeah. any idea." But you know what I think is, I mean, it's amazing. I think it's great. It's a great example of just getting of getting through a bad patch and picking it up and having a strong head. I mean, I saw because the it must be were you aware people were dropping out? Um
3: it was, it was a really sad race to run because you saw so many people in tears like
2: <laughs> on oh, no. the side of the course.
3: <laughs> just like I I didn't see everybody drop out, but I saw quite a few people like running along then just stop and then just like head in the hand and crying and it was it was quite sad and there was one guy like lying there crying I think I don't know if he'd hurt himself but he was yeah that that was another person so it was you were very conscious of that and at the point that I was sick so I quickly looked back because I was facing the other way and I looked I didn't even see anyone I was like, oh, I was expecting to get caught by like five
1: people, but I thought,
3: is there even anyone left in the race behind me?
1: Probably last. It's funny I, you mentioned uh, Matt Close because Matt Close has got the best Strava title for the the trials. His Strava's is called Shit Show.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, it's funny. He's such a positive lad and like we ran together so much and he's like, oh yeah, I think I'm he was like, I think we're capable at the same time. I think we've got the same time in mind. I think I'm gonna like negative split it and stuff. And like that play, he, he worked so hard, but I think the problem was you just for whatever reason it was too hard. And and looking at the times like you gotta be honest, so many people had a tough race, yeah, or like well off the best, or just didn't finish. Yeah. So
0: It's definitely an all or nothing type thing, isn't it? Like, you know, people are like, they don't, they just want to get the time and get a fast time. Like, even if it means they drop out. And I I suppose that's one of the the benefits of a trial that, and it's like, there's no, like London, London Marathon, all these major marathons, you can hide away and you can drop out. No one really cares. Whereas this, you know, every, all eyes are on you, you know, you're, you, you you're going for it. Or you're not going for it. You, you can't. There's no in between. you. But you I think that's
3: more of a reason not to drop out if everyone's yeah. watching
0: you and you can yeah, see. Well, that. that's true as well. Now How I've got going? to admit though, like you know, I'm I'm hugely impressed by your performance based on like your prep and you know obviously your prep was good, but you know I know what it's like for you where you train and things and um and also like you know all it, like Steph as well like um and, and and Sarah. We spoke to Sarah as well. Like you know she she, she arrived on the Tuesday and. Uh, and she finished, you know? She she managed to finish Yeah. The, she had a rough last race. She of. had a rough last race. So it was just great to, to see you guys just churn it out, you know, like true Scots, you are, you yeah. know? You're
3: it was impressive. It was impressive seeing those guys, because the likes of Dewey Griffiths as well, like, he had a tough day, and he just, like, yeah. gritted his teeth and got through it, and a lot of guys did that.
2: Mm-hmm. And
3: I really respect them, and the same yeah. with Sarah, because I think I lapped her on maybe my second last lap or something, and she was having a really tough time, and and there were a few others, too. So it was impressive to see it, rather than just throwing the toys out the pram. But,
0: oh,
2: no, I'm going home i <laughs> Time's gone, yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. yeah, yeah. Just, you know, take back so of the race as well. You know, like, take advantage of being in a race. And, and one thing yeah. seriously is, you'll hear from it is like, just celebrating being at the start of a race, you know? <laughs> celebrating uh, the race. It's just... Finally. Yeah. Oh
3: no. <laughs> I just think you go all that way just to DNF it. Yeah, I, yeah. it so, I'll so be tough. honest, I was thought it was going to DNF for a while, so... Yeah. Uh, I'm just glad to have
0: finished. Ah, just... Yeah. So, like, yeah. I mean, talk talk us through, like, you know your you know your final time, two uh, fifteen twenty six, I think. Yeah, two fifteen twenty six, and you know that from for on paper slightly outside the Commonwealth Games standard, but you know that's <laughs> this isn't the last opportunity. Um, mm-hmm. You're gonna get more opportunities. So, just talk us through how you're feeling afterwards, and uh, and and kind of you know what what, what approach you, you had on it
3: well yeah i mean obviously i was going for that time initially and then then when i had the issues i was thinking i'll just finish and then when i finished i was almost a little bit frustrated because if i finished in like 217 i would have been a mile outside it and that would have been one thing but Mm -hmm. to be quite close to it whatever it was 15 14 seconds it is a little bit ah you could have just found that extra bit of time somewhere but it is what it is and yeah, there might be other opportunities, but it's it's really tricky if I'm honest now to know what to do because um, I plan to just go back to doing some hill running, some trail running, maybe some long stuff. But oh, nice! Already, everything's nice. like I thought, like oh, maybe West Highland Way or something just for a bit of oh, fun. Yeah. Oh
2: yeah, so, I love it,
3: love it. All cancelled though.
2: I Everything,
3: know oh, everything's cancelled, so I don't know. I mean, I, I don't really want to run another marathon this year. Yeah. Um, but if there's nothing else on and it's and there's an opportunity, then
2: yeah,
3: you know,
0: just have to weigh it up. It must be but, quite difficult as well, just to you know find something, for, you know, because you're obviously you know you you're a professional athlete, you, you're sponsored by Adidas Terex, and I'm sure they'll be wanting you to to do some trail races, but there's so few opportunities, and the faff of getting to you know a, a race in the in Europe or wherever is is so difficult at the moment. Um, it's yeah you, you, you're kind of like hoping for some mm. races close to home and and they're getting you know cancelled I mean obviously there's the Murray Way Ultras you know you're you, oh, there's yeah. a great spot waiting for you uh you, the entry code's ready for you you just tell me <laughs> when and I'll I'll jump yeah you, are you committing? That that's gonna happen is that happening Kyle
1: that is race that, is oh, that
0: we'll happening no idea we'll find out
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah well I'll bear it in mind because uh I looked at a couple because so I needed to get like UTMB points to get into. I was hoping to do one of the races at the UTMB, the, the short one, the OCC. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to get the points by the end of May. And there's like a race I've got an entry for that may or may not happen. But even then, like getting yeah. to UTMB wow. or
0: yeah. at least yeah. getting prepared for UTMB. Yeah. I don't think my Space way Ultra gets you, uh, you know, UTM. No. 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 <laughs>
3: <enough> <laughs> no, but it if i commit to like if i know i'm definitely not going to europe then i can try and find things here and make the best of it but it's when you've got that like you don't know if you are you don't know if you aren't and then you don't really know what to train for and also Mm. what dates and everything so it's you can't really go there and and you can't just fly out a weekend before and do something like that you need to really be at altitude and be in the hot weather and train on those kind of trails so um yeah I just have to see how the season goes
1: I mean France helps, certainly yeah. talking quite a big game about the summer I mean the French 10,000 championships is happening in April they've said for sure in Rennes which is like Easter here. here I Wester here so I understand that the that, that they're really chomping to get things going again they're much more bullish than I would have expected so I think you might get a race in the Alps in the summer oh, right I think yeah. so, well you there might be you a race on well yeah Sir? getting there
0: yeah you can line up with Tommy <laughs> yeah yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> I'm getting UTMB points, mate. Tommy wants a friend to go in the Alps of, and I'm obviously you know second baby's due, so you know I'm pining for the start of the year.
1: Actually, there's a there's a bit of chat with uh, a guy uh, Ian Manson who I know over here, and uh, in fact, you, Jen Elvin, who you know well, there's a bit of chat about the Ultra Trail de Mercantour, which uh, they're talking a very big game about happening. So oh. get involved in that, come and win that, and you share win that? the win it. Share the uh, I think it's uh, mid July okay Down just north and east, that sort of area of the Southern Alps
3: yeah okay cool
1: well yeah I mean if I can get out
3: I need to find a way out at some point but it's just one of those things like you got to be out long enough before the race and yeah the moment mm. doesn't sound that promising but uh, we'll
0: what's just the, on that on kind of similar note you know what's what's uh, what's the sponsors been like when it comes to you know races and things have they been supportive of the lack thereof or you know what's what's that look like for you have you got any like you know things that you have to to do you know to keep them happy or how does that Um, well they're really supportive
3: yeah like last year they were great and even though I could only do like little local races they still gave me like the same support and yeah good (laughs) kind of rewards for doing them as they would if it was like a a really big international because I think they just accept this really limited opportunities so yeah if you can do anything at all then it's 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 a good result and mm-hmm. I think they'll be the same this year. I just feel it's kind of, it's the first time I've had like a proper signed contract and loads of
0: opportunities. And then it's like being uh, yeah.
2: just,
3: just yeah. no opportunities at all. So, yeah, uh, yeah.
0: That's, it must hug. be so, so, you know, so annoying as well, you know, just to have that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, fingers crossed we, we get someone of your calibre, people will be snapping you up for sure. And, uh, you know, I, as a race organiser, I mean, my little, we muddy Well, you know, there's there's bigger things to fry, but uh but, <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm sure you'll you'll get these opportunities and um and yeah, I mean you know, other, other than that, obviously you know you're part of Hidden Peak Running as well. And you know, some some listeners that know it all about Hidden Peak Running. So how's how's things going with, with that? You know, you Fraser Klein and I think you and you and Fraser are the main kind of contenders with that. Are, is that still still going going strong as well?
3: Yeah, so we're planning yeah. to do our our next um, sort of batch of sessions starting tomorrow, actually. Um, nice. So obviously we had to take a break when all the rules changed. So it was going well in the autumn. Like we had, uh, yeah, regular signups and quite often full even sure. or close to full yeah. with the events. And yeah. it was great just to have a decent group of people training. And all like the COVID rules meant that we could have this like training bubble. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was great to just be able to offer that to people who actually wouldn't have been able to run with a group outside of that yeah um so it's similar now but like it's reduced numbers i think it's 13 max we can have um so looking forward to doing that again and just getting the group together and coaching um and and yeah it was really encouraging to see loads of people improve because we did like some 5k time trials and there was guys like came in with say like 22 minutes and then by the end they were like just sub 20 and stuff so like there were no good improvements it's just frustrating that we've had to take this massive like three four month break and then start again so we have to start off quite gentle and then just get people up to speed hopefully but um yeah i'm looking forward to just getting out and doing that it was a good good thing to do i just hope we can get more than 13 runners soon
1: you know i say i'm maybe i'm i'm a bit glass half full but i think i think we'll see race in the summer i really do i mean i think that the there's a there's a you hear stoke Park runner being quite bullish about getting back uh, run Britain are issuing licenses from end of May, I think it is. So there, there, I think, I think, I think enough's enough now. I think there's, you know, vaccinations going well. numbers coming down. Hopefully, we can see some races come back.
3: It should be good. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, yeah. Otherwise, we'll just have to do underground ones. But um, but there've been well, like a good. few. It's just like these these elite only ones. I don't think are that great. Some of them, like yeah. when you've seen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, we we haven't covered that yet tonight, but I'm I'm sharpening the pencil on that one. That's uh the weekend. There was a bit of a, I, I I've got to say, I think Scotland has done some really good things, but that the the race on the weekend, five six athletes, I think we could uh I think we could be doing better than that. Especially when we see and it's the Scottish government have got to hold their hands up. When you look south of the border, so many good events happening. You have got the fast five k this weekend. You have got the podium five k coming up. Um, yeah, it's a bit of a, a bit of a, a disappointment. Just like
3: their definitions of elite because you have to be like institute supported and things so that's why they couldn't have like a women's race because they didn't have any institute females that were going to do it and class it as elite and it's just if they if they only have like three people in the country that are classed as elite enough to do an elite event then it's just a massive fail isn't it because like we're in a situation where i mean i don't know if it will happen but there might be like some hill races and if it's the same for that like an elite hill race just know. be running my own, but like they, say it. <laughs> but it's a joke. It's just I don't know. Hopefully it changes. No, I agree.
1: No, I I completely agree. It's it's interesting. It's, there's a anyway we are heading down a rabbit hole here, but um. Yeah. Well, I mean, hopefully but anyway.
0: we don't have to worry too much, you know, because if restrictions are easing, then we will not have to worry about you know dicking about finding places well, everyone can run, you know. <laughs> just normally I
3: mean, not a six-person race.
0: Exactly. Yeah. But do you know, do you know what
1: amazing me about that is? I know it comes into crossing borders and whatnot, but you can have more people at a training session now than you can have at that elite half.
0: i tell like you what's, you know, it's also interesting. My uh, sister-in-law's wedding was on Sunday, and you can only have up to five folk. Whereas my boot camp, you can have up to fifteen. <laughs> yeah. yeah, should have got mine at the the the, the Bull for the
1: boot. Oh camp. no, I was
0: I was taking a boot camp away, didn't he?
1: That's, yeah. well, that,
3: that's the thing. You get all these it's clubs so now being. popping up. These official, yeah. organized groups. Like I've seen them people out and about. It's like, oh no,
0: we're the, we're the bankery... Um, the religious ceremonies and stuff. Yeah, you can have. Up yeah, to yeah, I really, yeah. Where to get mine? Skinny dipping that uh, uh, Stonehaven, you know the. Or somewhere near that in Cove, Cove. the, the waters there it's about 50 folk just skinny dipping. The skinny yeah. dipping club, officially. yeah, exactly. It's if you religion.
1: put, if as long as you put a club vest on, you can do whatever you want with 40 14. <laughs> <days.
0: laughs> uh, oh, we're, we're properly rambling, that's what yeah. that's the beauty of, of TRS. <laughs> but, well, you know, other than that, was you know, Robbie, where can we find Robbie Simpson?
3: Uh, hiding away somewhere miles from him. <laughs> oh, uh, well, uh, yeah, if, uh, find me. I, yeah, or what do you mean, social media? Or uh, yeah, yeah. Robbie, yeah. Robbie, someone who I think is reluctant,
1: reluctantly on social media.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah, I've got
3: address. Instagram. I think it's was it Fat Simpson? <laughs> yeah, I not <don't> remember.
0: <laughs> What's your? You know, Get on
1: Strava. Is- that's your. That's what the, the listeners are interested. in. Yeah. Strava, Strava and
0: Instagram. That's it. Maybe not yeah. as. much. Yeah, that, that's the main. Fat, I love it. We, we haven't we haven't seen much food pictures. So you need to start cracking yeah. on with more food pictures. It's just because yeah, yeah. I haven't
3: been able to do anything apart from cook my own food. So it's a bit, it's not that impressive <laughs> taking a photo of like some potatoes and a bit of fish. It's like a little bit of rice. It's not that impressive compared to like getting a fancy meal somewhere. Well, a big that, fancy true, yeah, we well, we'll
0: yeah. We'll be, we'll be we'll be eager, you know, we'll keep our eyes peeled for some, some food pictures too. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show, Robbie. And uh, yeah, I'll, you know, I'll no doubt bash into you, um, you know, in the next, you know, hopefully a few weeks, no doubt, you know, kicking a bit Afford or Bankery or the D-side liner. you know, organise a little fishing trip. You can show Logie how to fish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. That's good. Right.
1: Thanks for having me on. Nice one. No worries, buddy. Good yes, to see you. It. We'll catch up soon. Cheers. See, ya. Cheers. see you later. Very good. Great to hear from uh, Robbie in good spirits. A great run and really a great, uh, a really great example. You know, people, it's a marathon. I think he hit it nail on the head. Everyone has difficulties in the second half of a marathon. And you've got to, it's great to see him grind through that. So a very, a good uh, reference to you all. Shall we bring the, shall we bring the girls
0: on? Should we start, let's start with, uh, should we start with Steph? Let's get Steph on then. Yep. Yeah, let's get the winner of the trials on. So, Tommy, you, you, you know, you, you tee this one up. You were, Clearly, uh, you know, eager to, eager to get a hold of her and, and get her on the show. So, well done to getting Steph on the show, a former Haley. so Former Haney, indeed. I don't know
1: if there's much teeing up. I mean, Steph Davis, British Olympic trial champion, former Haney, as Kyle says, and, uh, yeah, former TRS guest. So, here's Steph. <laughs> Welcome back to TRS to... The British Olympic trial champion Steph Davis. Steph, oh, congratulations, how are you feeling?
4: Um, like every emotion.
1: <laughs>
5: <laughs>
4: um, right now I'm um, pretty sleepy and um, I've just been so so excited since uh, Friday. I woke super early on Saturday morning, I was like a kid at Christmas with all the messages coming into my phone and I wanted to reply to everyone but it was just so difficult, the support just been amazing. It's just been so surreal. Just I'm like over the moon. I'll, I'll,
1: I'll bet you are. So listeners must know, but if you don't know, so Steph crushed the trial on Friday, winning in in a PB no less, um, and it was a dominant win. Before maybe you talk about the actual race. What were you? How were you feeling going into the race? And, and what was your kind of your your plan for the race? How did you you, you see it going down in your eyes?
4: So going into the race. I mean, with the week out, there was obviously a change to the the lineup. There was quite a few dropouts. So for me, that didn't actually change things too much because the objective was still the same, to finish top two and uh, to secure that spot. For me, I wasn't thinking of a time. Previous marathons, I've gone in mm. with like my 5K splits written down because I'm aiming for a specific time. Whereas for this one, it was just the aim was to stay in the front pack and really assess the race as it played out I was obviously aiming for that top two for me I had the qualification time already so as I was saying the time wasn't necessarily a big thing for me it was just staying in that group so I wasn't even really aware when I made that breakaway it wasn't an active decision in that moment and um, it just seemed to happen my coach kept shouting like push on push on because the group was sitting a little bit back from the pacers. There was a a gap between us and the pacers, but I was too scared to early on push it because you never know what could happen in the marathon. I didn't want to make that move too early and then pay for it later. But I just felt good and and in control. And then kind of before I knew it, the, the gap had kind of grown. And then for me, it was just a case of keeping that position. I wasn't thinking about... I didn't even look really at my watch to see what time I was sitting at and whether I was going to get a PB. Going into it, I knew that a PB was there. I was in that shape, but it wasn't It wasn't a goal for me. It was just about getting that top two to, to qualify for the team. So when I came around the, the final home straight and I could see the big clock and I knew that I was so close to my, my original time, so I just kind of went for it. And then, yes, yeah, so it was really nice then to finish with a small small PB as well. But um, yeah, the, there was no like set plan before apart from to kind of stay at the front. Okay. Um, so I think I executed that quite well.
1: You, you certainly did. <laughs> did, you, did you feel any pressure going in as, as, I mean, I found it really interesting last week. You said there's a lot of dropouts. And suddenly you see the start list and you've got Steph Davis heading up the field with, in terms of time. I mean, did that carry any pressure at all?
4: So yeah, yes and no, I tried to stay off social media and reading kind of race previews and predictions beforehand because I knew that would make me feel pressure going into it. And as I was saying, the objective had not changed and I had no idea what shape the other girls were in. COVID has really helped some people having that more flexibility to train because we're working from home it's obviously not been great for others because maybe they've trained too hard because they've had more time and got injured I don't know everyone's personal stories but I was just focusing on my own journey um, and for me going onto social media and reading loads of articles would have probably added some pressure so I just stayed off that and kept focused. Sarah's obviously been in amazing shape so and she ran her first marathon not so long ago so I you can and Lily as well she has done some amazing things Natasha there were just so many girls still in the lineup take anything for granted.
1: I think that I think that's really it's quite uh I mean it's quite it's very modest you 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 look at the field like that with so much respect it's that I guess is one of the one of the reasons that you've you you know you're at the level you're at and I, I wonder when one thing that struck me was the pacing how because Obviously, it was the, the group went out at a time that clearly you're comfortable with because we know that you've run that time before. Um, nobody else in the field had run that time. What, the, in terms of the, the pacing, how did that decision go down? Was that British Athletics' choice to send the pacer out? Did you guys get input to that?
4: So, we could put some requests forward. And my coach, I just left that to my coach to speak to the race organizers. Um, obviously, he knows my training inside and out, mm-hmm. he is the best person to predict where I'm at. So he had had some discussions with the organisers and then the Pacers were announced and we were we were okay with them. I was fine to sit at 74 at halfway because as you said, I've done that that before and I knew from my training that that should be okay. Hmm. Um, and the Pacers did an amazing job. We went through at 74.05. And then after that, when I started to break away and um, Kevin and Josh were still there, with me we didn't I think they maybe be working miles and I work in kilometres so I didn't know what miles <laughs> splits that they were working at all I knew it was 539 that they were doing and I knew that, that was around 330 k's so we didn't really discuss pace apart from they just we just checked in to check everything was okay and kept going Um, I think because there was some rumours that maybe we'd been speaking to say oh now pick up the pace to once I made that breakaway. But um, it was just a case of sitting behind Josh after the 30k and and just ticking along. I barely like barely looked at my watch. I just kept kept going and going, and then it was amazing of Josh to go basically till 39k. He left me for the last lap, which was 3.3k, and yeah, to like dig deep for that final lap and and on my own. And and I still felt like I was definitely pushing then, but I still felt pretty in control. Um, and was just, yeah, willing to get that finish line as quickly as possible to make sure the outcome didn't change in the last lap and I could still take the win. Um, so, yeah, like it was just totally surreal then crossing that line.
1: The, and, and I guess you must have had, how did that feel then? You've got, you, you, when did you realise this is happening? And you can, in a marathon, we all know you can never take anything for granted Even, But, you know, the the gap was big. Did you know how big the gap was? Did you think, this is mine now? I mean, how did that conversation play out in your head through the latter stages of the race?
4: No, so I didn't... No one had told me your X amount of time ahead or your X distance ahead. They just... A few people around the course were saying, you've got, like, a big lead. But obviously, you don't really know what that means. I never wanted to take it for granted that I was well ahead. And I had no idea how everyone was doing from behind. So I just like kept focusing on, on myself. I did glance back a few times when you turned some of the corners and you could see back to see if anyone was in my sights. Uh, but it wasn't until after, actually, my boyfriend said to me, I never once shouted at you to tell you what lead you had. Um, but to be fair, I never I never asked as I was going around when I passed. Um, I just kept my head down and, and kept going. That was the main focus to just get that finish line.
1: Uh, amazing and the footage of the footage of you of you finishing is great i mean we see you finish so like thrilled with it quite rightly with the with the run with the performance and we see your coach and we see see your partner james makes an pace for a for a, a, a winner's kiss on the finish line it's all golden <laughs> golden olympic stuff I think,
4: I think chris's um celebration was a lot more grand than mine i'm gonna have to <laughs> watch back on his and practice that one <laughs>
1: Oh, it's. Uh, but I think no. I think there was a. It, it was a very certainly up here, very, or north of board, a very popular, um, a very popular win. So delighted. And I guess you mentioned it a little bit at the start, but in terms of like, before we maybe talk about you know recovery celebration, how has life changed then in the, since Friday? I mean, you were. It was very apparent how how aware, even just in sports, not just athletics, but sports news. It was big news on Friday.
4: Yeah, it's been. It's just been mad it's just in like a really great way it's been really overwhelming but the support and the number of the messages I've had has just been so so lovely people are just so nice and I've just hmm. been so grateful for all the messages I've tried to reply to everyone but it's it's been quite tricky um yeah and I, I was on BBC breakfast yesterday morning um so that nice. was really
2: surreal that yep. is so cool
4: <laughs> yeah I mean obviously it would have been nice if it wasn't cool well to go in and like sit on the sofa but um even just to dial in via zoom was just crazy I was watching it back because I watched Beasy Practice every morning and never thought that I would be one of those people <laughs> dialing in have my face on tv so yeah that was pretty cool um but no I'm just taking it all in and this week, i need to focus on catching up on sleep because I definitely haven't had enough <laughs> over the weekend.
1: <laughs> and what's the, so what's the, I guess, Tokyo, which is, and that, that is an amazing to say. So you're going to the Olympics. That's, um, I mean, and, and one thing we'd mentioned to you, you know, I messaged you on the weekend. We were so gutted for you with the world half last year. You know, you were, it was so, such a well-deserved opportunity. And I remember we saw you in, in Antrim and and it's, it's a really, you, you can, you never know what, Will come next so I can imagine that must have been really tough so I'm really pleased for you that you're getting an opportunity now uh, even at a, bit, a bigger stage to go to the Olympics it's so well deserved how, how are you feeling about that now has it sunk in you're going to Tokyo
4: like not fully I think once and I'm so excited to start planning the training and we'll probably go somewhere to do some hot weather training I've never done a training camp before so that nice. itself is going to be super exciting but yeah I mean obviously Covid change experience a bit but that doesn't take away from the fact that yeah I'm going to Japan to represent my country in the Olympics like I never like never thought it's been a dream but never thought that I'd actually be able to see it It's just, yeah it's just mad like it's just
1: mad that is mad and it's uh, I've been reading I'm actually just reading there's a uh, you may have read it you may have not have if you haven't you should Meb Kowliski his book 26 marathons, and it talks each chapter about one of the marathons he ran in his career, 26 of them, but he went to four Olympics, I think, and it's amazing when you, because he, he's run a lot of majors, but the difference of an Olympic marathon is, it's a, it feels like a very different affair, and uh, I think, uh, yeah, to, for you to run, line up at a championship like that, that'll be, oh, it, it's going to be incredible for you, absolutely incredible.
2: Yeah,
4: it's going to be so cool, so yeah, I'm excited to, yeah, I've got a couple of weeks off now. Um, to fully rest and it's amazing I mean, people have said to me oh you must be itching to go for a run already and actually I'm like I'm not <laughs> not yet like you just have, to have so much to take in and I really just want to I mean the goal now is just to focus on being healthy injury-free not get COVID um, and and get there because um, and yeah if I don't take my recovery seriously now it would just jeopardize what could come um for training, and we all know marathon training is mm-hmm. pretty savage. <laughs> so absolutely. um, my body needs to be fully ready for it. So yeah, lots of good food, um, yeah, make sure I'm nice and healthy and strong and fully, fully recovered before we start again. That's the plan.
1: Yeah, I, well, absolutely. That's the the key is to is to make it. Um, well, congratulations again, Steph. We're absolutely we're we're delighted for you here. And uh, yeah, we're really uh, we're super excited to see how how the prep goes ahead of ahead of Tokyo, and I'm I'm sure that the hopefully we'll catch you before, and the listeners will be delighted to hear how the prep's going and and uh, and what what looking like.
4: Thank you so much.
1: <laughs> right, we'll take care, and uh, yeah, we'll catch up with you soon. Enjoy the recovery, and enjoy the moment. Great.
4: Thank you, Tom. <laughs>
1: Rand, thanks, Steph. See you soon. See
5: you later. Bye. Bye.
0: brilliant Steph thanks so much for coming on the show brilliant result absolutely ecstatic for you and uh yeah so we you know I also had the pleasure of speaking to Sarah Ingalls as well uh, earlier today and yeah what a story she's got slightly different story but nonetheless just as inspiring as all the other guests we've had on today so now, here is Sarah Ingalls Okay so we're delighted to have Sarah Ingalls on the show for this must be your third time now I think you, Our time I-, I, I think this might be a record actually. I think you're like one well maybe not but you're you maybe neck and neck with Fraser Klein and also Robbie Simpson he's he's uh he's coming on as well to chat about his experience. but anyway Sarah, thanks for coming on thanks for giving up all your time. you look like you're having a, a whale of a time in there you know in your in your hotel room there. Tell us about. Firstly, before we go into the race, tell us about your current situation, where you are and where you're going to be going.
5: So I, I had to fly back right after the race. On, uh, so the race was on Friday, and then I had to fly back on Saturday. So I need to get back for school, so I was trying to limit the amount of time I had off because I have to do a two-week quarantine when I get back. So oh. I, I flew in the afternoon, so obviously my legs weren't feeling that great like waiting to get on that eight-hour flight. <laughs> and then I landed in Toronto, And now I've got three days in a a hotel here, a mandatory quarantine hotel. So I get my food look brought up to me and um, I just have to stay. I'm allowed out for two 15-minute walks (laughs) per day. So you call reception and then they'll say, I'm like, I want to go for a walk. And they're like, (laughs) right, the next available slot is 20 past 10. And I'm like, right, let's see, 20 past 10 then. And you go down and meet them in the lobby and they take you outside. It's kind of a little bit prison. I can imagine this must be what it feels like. (laughs) And then... (laughs) <laughs> and then you go for a walk and then they just take you back up to your room again are so, you not even
0: allowed to run now. you know like i'm gonna just run will, will they like will they shout at you for running or something there you know? uh, <laughs> not, not like you no, probably want it, to run anyway but
5: there was this old guy it's like he was a remaining guy he was out for a wee jog so he was jogging a few laps just <laughs> right. really slowly just and i was like hey, man, i could probably do a wee jog but like i just done a bit of walk my legs weren't feeling that great so <laughs> If you wanted to though, you could you could do a wee fart like fifteen minutes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> a couple of cheeky wee hit sessions. <laughs> nice. Minute on,
5: minute off.
2: You could get oh, some.
0: Like yeah. uh, so I'm
5: nearly finished. I've got I've got a negative test result, so um, now I can fly back to Vancouver and then spend like eleven days at home. So
0: right, okay, get yeah. in there. Brilliant, brilliant. Well, well, let's you know, let's let's kind of talk about the you know you've you've kind of teed that up nicely. Yeah. You're not keen on the fart for 15 minutes. Uh, you'd rather go for the walk now. Mm-hmm. You know, we had the the marathon trials on on the Friday just past. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, tell just tear us up, you know, tell us about, you know, going in the prep and and then we'll kind of chat about the the actual race as well. So how 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 was the prep? Because the last time you're on the show, you know you were you had a fantastic run, 10 seconds um off, off the Olympic standard, you were, you know, you must have been in great shape. So, you know, what was the, the prep like going into the race? Do
5: you know the, the actual marathon build, I'd say it had gone better than my first one in terms yeah. of like all my I don't know Strava, you can see like all my sessions were like a lot faster and I was feeling more comfortable at that pace. And yeah. um, I, I was really caught, I was quite confident. I thought, do you know, if I ran that off of that training last time now, like I'm running faster. And it feels a little bit easier. Then surely I'll go quicker yeah. uh, when I get to the race. And I, I just, I was, I was feeling good like leading into it. And then I travelled on the the Monday, um, so before the race. I arrived Tuesday morning. Yeah. Uh, so I, you know I kind of regret that. Like I wish I had arrived a little bit earlier because I never slept for three nights with jet lag oh, I was like, up at, like yeah. one in yeah. the morning like total wide awake like getting ah. so I was getting like three four hours of sleep just kind of randomly like during the day and that as well so yeah, yeah. like I should have probably went a little bit earlier um so I, I did kind of regret that and the preparation I should have left but again I, I've got a job so it's hard for me just yeah. to feel like just to
2: you know just, just go, go yeah. and
5: whenever I want so yeah yeah uh, but that's something like a bit that would something I would change um but yeah. apart from that I, I was I was really excited like going into it and I think, yeah. I think I genuinely believed I had a chance like making the team and like that's the first yeah. time I've went into like any kind of Olympic trials being like you know I, I could actually make the team here yeah. and I think got to be, like yeah. apart of you, you've got to believe that you can do it so you yeah. will actually do it but then that makes it hurt even harder when you didn't make it <laughs> because I was, I was like oh I was like you know really gutted after yeah. that
0: yeah yeah uh,
5: uh, so that was kind of leading into
0: it okay okay and and you know so so kind of tell us about you know the the start you know how you're feeling you know the the kind of what time did you get up because it was a it was a fairly early start you know on a, a friday morning of all days but to be fair that you probably feel like it was just one day that week for you anyway all the traveling you were doing
5: eh? uh, I didn't even know what time it was honestly my <laughs> body probably thought it was like one in the morning because uh, that's what it was it was one in the morning back in
2: back oh, so
5: uh, I got up at like, like just before six, and the day started at eight because I was real. I was living like just really close by, so my cousin he was my person to come in and support you to give out your bottles and stuff. So he right, okay. uh, he picked me up, um, and then I was only a five minute drive from Kew Gardens from my Airbnb. So. Yeah. We got in there and then it was all the strict protocols. We had all had COVID tests, you know, the day before. And yeah. I was kind of worried because I had on my flight on the way here, I, I got an email to say there was a COVID exposure on my flight, three rows in front of me. Oh, really? So, <laughs> I, God, so that was like the night before. And I was like, oh, like I oh. hope I passed pass the negative test, you know, to actually get on the start line. Yeah. So it was just even like all those wee things, like you would never normally think of just the yeah. stress. You know, getting to the start line was probably the biggest thing. That must have um, been
0: like getting to the start line. Yes, I'm I, I know, I was else like, like it's a normal day.
5: I am like, Christ, I it here, like through <laughs> it, jumping through millions of hoops. But yeah, um, but you know, like the, even when the race, like the race went off, like I, the, the course itself, we have seen it the day before, and it, and it was a, like pure flat. And yeah. I feel like the corners, but the corners weren't any bad to be honest. Like, um I felt like you could still like keep up speeding on them. And, okay. It was just really the conditions. Like I don't know if we came across and the it was so windy. Yeah. Like that, yeah. yeah.
2: The half
5: the lap was windy, and then when the big long straight it was behind you. So, like even the pacers, like I felt like they ran a little bit in front of us, and then we all kind of caught them again when it got to the, the wind behind, tailwind, and then yeah. kind of lap. But like it. Like I felt great. Like the, the, I didn't even realize how fast. But like we're running, went through about halfway, one fourteen ten or something. So we're like two twenty eight pace, like kind of bang on, and like yeah i still felt all right then um and then i just got to about 16 17 miles and i started to feel sick and okay. i would had that previously in the last marathon but that was about mile 25 26 when you can uh, kind of like deal with it yeah. but i must have been like the morning i was using Morton again and I, I honestly don't think that's another thing i'd change i wouldn't be using that uh next time i'll need to try something else but yeah just, okay I felt really sick, and then I stopped taking my bottles, which was a big mistake. Oh, no. And yeah. I just didn't take anything from 17, 18 miles onwards. Yeah. Hence why, by the end of it, I was running like seven-minute miling because, honestly, my legs were just – I just had God. nothing. Like, yeah. It really was the last three laps was just trying to, like, put one foot in front of another and just get to the finish line. Yeah. Like, I was I want to finish, and I, I just had nothing left. So. Yeah. You know, the combination, the, like the bottle, like not having the fueling and like the jet lag and stuff. Yeah. I, there's a couple things that I'm like, right. I, I know that was like within my power to change. Yeah. So
2: yeah,
5: and it probably played a part. But also, like just if you're one percent off, it, it makes a difference in oh, it. Oh
2: yeah, yeah.
5: A marathon, and actually, Callum said that if you're 1% off in a marathon, it's two minutes. You know? <laughs> like, that's right off the bat. Like, yeah. if you're not having a good day, so I think a combination of that. Uh, but honestly, the men, see, mentally, I finished that. I was just trying everything to try and keep
2: going
5: yeah like the toughest thing probably I've ever ever race I've, I've ran. and you've no you don't know you've done all the ultra stuff <laughs> it gets to the point you're just like oh when I it was just head, all good
0: <laughs> your head's just all over the place hey eh? like you know you're like should I just stop and then oh, I need to keep going but I mean you know the Commonwealth game standard you know it's you got the Commonwealth game standard mm-hmm. off a, a poor run for you, for you for you which uh, you know that's that's great to say. I had a poor run, but I still got the standard, you know, and and that's 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 impressive in itself, and that's a tick in the box for you. I mean, you could it would just be a nice easy if you if you were to just go for two thirty four in a normal day, you would be able to do that as a no doubt as a tempo, you know. <laughs> that's, uh, the kind I've done
5: that's the sort of level
0: yeah. you're at now, and uh, you know it's it's super impressive and and super exciting to see your 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 progression you know i've known you since you were like we were both weans you know running at there i think the hell
5: running.
0: I, like, and, and just to see you know like you know rubbing shoulders with you now and you're and you're like you know you're an Olymp, almost an Olymp, olympian is is amazing not quite but that that day is going to certainly come no doubt because you're just 10 seconds away like you know and that wasn't that long ago either so that's yeah, not
2: disappeared
0: I, it's just a bad day at the office and mm-hmm. uh, yeah it's 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 super inspiring but um so yeah i mean you know talking about you know how you're feeling obviously like trying to keep it together you know during the race just to get finished Um was there any like was was there a moment that you're like nah I'll just you know i'll just stop and or were you just like what was the main reason to finish was it to get the standard or was it to um,
5: no yeah. I didn't even know what time I was on for honestly yeah, okay. I had, I had, I had no idea <laughs> I was like I, was trying to, I don't know for whatever reason in me I was like I can't give up yeah I've got to go and I've got to finish yeah. and I don't know I was just within me and it's funny because I was going in and I've seen like folk who dropped out standing yeah. with their jackets and that on shouting on me and I'm like <laughs> how many people have dropped out then I realized like half the field had dropped out and I was like they I... wonder there was no support it was in every lap, like, going down.
2: It's
5: kind of funny. No, but,
2: no,
5: no. I, I if, honestly, see if that had been my first marathon, I'd have been like, F that, I'm never doing that again. I said that to Robert Hawkins. Uh, was that, but then, uh, do you know, I had such a good experience with the first one, and I know it's there, so, like, I suppose it's kind of nice. I've had that, and I, I can kind of compare it and be like, do you know, I can have another good day. There is a good day again. I know it will come, so. Yeah. Uh, I'm not too, not too heartbroken but it. There is worse ah, is. things yeah. the yeah. right now. So.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, you know, maybe I was more heartbroken than you were. You know, I was like, Sarah, no! <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I came back I from a boot- the
5: boot. I <laughs> When they zoomed, they zoomed in at me then, supposedly. Like, yeah. I message messaged me saying they were clearly crying for me. They were. <laughs> they were.
0: <laughs> I was like, you know, Debbie's like, hold it together, Kyle, for God's sake. No. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, <Yeah>. Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> I've just announced this on TRS that I was crying, eh? You know, nah, I-, I uh, yeah, it's obviously super gutted, but you know, I'm I'm so excited to see what what you can do in the future, and um, in terms of you know any future races that are coming up, and you know, in the in, the, in not t- the short term and in the long term. So you know, but after you, I take it, you're not really running at the moment. You're gonna have some time off and then kind of reset. is that the mm-hmm. the plan? Is it?
5: Uh, I think so. Especially that's like two marathon builds, you know, back to back. I didn't take much time in between the last ones. I think. This time I'll have like a few weeks. Um, just I maybe do some easy running and just on the treadmill with quarantine. But I'm nice, nice. not. No, I'm not going to rush, rush back and just take yeah. my time. And um, I, I have no idea what we'll plan for. Like if we're going to go for the 10k or yeah, or Maybe wait till the the autumn and do another like big marathon. I don't know. We we'll just yeah. play it by here and and see. But I think I think I should hopefully recover like pretty well. And then uh, i I'm, like, I'm looking forward to actually getting the track again. Like, no, the more I'm thinking about it, the more excited I'm for, like, I can get on the track and try and run the fast times that I did, like, uh, just from time trials and that, like, make them official PVs. So, it's not too bad, like, uh, yeah, kind of, i looking forward to getting back, doing some faster stuff.
0: I remember looking at Instagram, you're, you know, posting a couple of the time trials you are doing, I thought, geez, you know. I would do That's so fast <laughs> it's, it's amazing to watch um so yeah I mean that that sounds like you've obviously you know the the thing that you know impresses me is uh your work ethic and just your your your, your attitude you know going into and also just pre during and post um competition like you're just so positive and you know, you've, you've, you've got such a, 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 a the, the right mindset to, to really achieve great things. And, uh, you know, one, and, and another thing, uh, you know, Debbie mentioned, and, and this isn't just her mention, this is, I've heard it a few times, is the fact that you're working and you're also, you know, you're you're also going to the, like, that's impressive. You know, you've just mm. travelled across the world to do the trials whilst you've got a job, like, you know, not many there's not many athletes who who do that, and, and you're kind of one and one one of those those very few who can kind of make it both work. So it's super inspiring and uh, a real role model in, in the sport. You know, certainly from a Scottish standpoint as well. So, uh, yeah, keep keep yeah. it up. It's it's brilliant. So it, not not just one job is good enough for Sarah. It's two jobs. So ten hours a week. And what's what's the name of this stream? So the
5: company it's called Streamline Athletes.
0: Streamline Athlete, yeah. Great. So what's, what's that a, about? What, what are you doing there?
5: So it's a, it's a recruiting company to help yeah. um, like young athletes get scholarships to America and Canada for university. Oh, nice. So you know, I time. had like such a good experience like coming over in Canada and the opportunity.
0: Yeah. And
5: so I, my friend works for the company, so I've, I've been hired as an athlete recruiter. So yes. my job is to get athletes um, onto the platform uh-huh. and help set them up where the colleges the different coaches at the colleges and it's quite it's definitely like normal like agencies because they normally like charge athletes for you know to pay them to get to help but right. for us it's absolutely free for the athletes so okay. they can like create a profile and it's completely free and then we'll help them connect them up with uh, the different universities so I, I wish yeah. I had it when I was like being recruited and it's yeah. something that uh, I'm really enjoying. So, if there's any young athletes who are interested in it, even masters as well, because there's opportunities for like if you've done your degree, like to do your masters out in the states or Canada. So, uh, just like uh, look up streamline athletes or message me.
0: Brilliant, brilliant, and not masters as in like you know people my you know our age or anything like. Oh, uh,
5: so, sorry, Sorry, ma- masters degrees
0: um, and <laughs> in this. Canada
5: though there isn't there isn't age limit. So I if you're
0: not.
5: so really, Kel, you still have a chance if you want. <laughs>
0: They'll, they'll want me to do like you know uh the sort of you know 60 second laps for 10 you know 10 or 20 laps of that no thanks I'm, I'm fine I'll, I'll, but you know seriously though that's that's so exciting um mm-hmm. so what we'll do is we'll, we'll certainly you know we'll certainly share the you know the links on on time t- Runner Shorts as well and mm-hmm. that's something like you know for for you you know you've you've even said it yourself like it, it's one of the things is opportunities do get they certainly do get miss, missed in in our age it's certainly there's so many folk who would have hugely benefited from from something like this so um yeah it's that's really exciting uh to go with many of your hats sarah so uh <laughs> <laughs> well thanks thanks for sharing that that's brilliant go on you welcome yeah, so I, you know, because you've been on the show before, and uh, I would give you some fartlek questions, but there's no, no point because uh, you know, you've we, we've said them so many times. But one one question I've got I've, I'm going to ask you is uh, did you ever get a pair of shoes?
5: Sarah Hall shoes, aye,
0: Sarah's shoes. Did you ever get a hold of them? Things? Uh,
5: aye, I did get a pair actually. I oh, I did, I did wear them, they're the aye. blue ones that, that I had on. Um, yeah, they're not yep. the exact same as uh, Sarah Hall's, but they didn't nick them the from one...
0: a bag then, no. <laughs>
5: I she turned away, and I just went. No, <laughs> <laughs> nah, I, I, they did send me a pair, and they, they're now releasing them. They've actually just released in the day. They're called like Meta Speed Skies. So, yeah. uh, they've, they now released, so you can everybody can run out and buy them if they want <laughs> Oh, nice. But that's nice. the ones that I wore. And to be fair, like that's like even in the build, I was like, I was wearing these new shoes, and I'm like, yeah. I'm faster because of these shoes, or is it a fitness? You just like it's so crazy, dude. You just like then you know for sure. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I think that they're,
2: they're,
5: they're a good shoe. Yeah. Um, I just wish I, just shows you it's not all about the shoes because really, <laughs> look at her run. So, <laughs> you so go. you've got to yeah. be fit too. It's yeah. got to be the combination. So, yeah. but I, I did, uh, I did manage to get a pair So it was all right.
0: <laughs> ah, yes, amazing, amazing. Well, yeah. D- before you go as well, um, so where can the listeners find you? What's the best sort of platforms to, to, to find Sarah? Obviously, I know them, but.
5: Just on Instagram, Sarah yeah. Ingalls5. That's yeah. my my thing. Or I, I'm, it's the same again on, on Twitter. So, yeah. But I did I'm more of a I I re-share tweets. I'm not a tweeter myself. But, <laughs> but, but, I, do, but I do post on Instagram. So that probably be the best place. Nice.
0: Nice. Well, there you go, folks. So well, thanks so much for coming on the show. And it's uh, well, safe travel back home. And um, you know, mm. yeah, yeah, see, hopefully you you've got a treadmill ready to go for if you, but yeah, certainly take some time off and we'll, we'll be looking forward to seeing you how you get on in the next sort of few months and uh, yeah, in the next year as well. So awesome. Great.
5: Thanks, Kyle. Cheers. Thank you.
0: Cheers.
1: Thanks for joining us, Sarah. Entertaining and fun as always. Looking forward to seeing you the the start line. Another start line soon. That
0: that we know that stand is coming. Right, Carl. What well, else have we got going on? Well, there's, there's... uh I mean that's. Do you know what we we might get to some other results? Uh, we we did have the Scottish Athletics Elite Half Marathon on, um, but what we didn't, you know, we'll, we'll maybe chat briefly about that. Uh, but what we didn't actually speak about last week that I, I'm eager to hear about is hashtag Tommy in Paris. <laughs> Tommy, tell us about. Your your latest training and the latest things of your 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 favorite running buddy, uh, the French international ten kilometer champion. What's the name again? I keep forgetting it.
1: Oh, Samiros!
0: Great training. I'm really en- fantastic. again on very well.
1: Great to train with someone like that. Um, well, Christ! It's been a couple of weeks now. I, I mean, training's going really well. I'm battering out. You know what I will say is hilariously, they the roll out this confinement. Um, nothing's changed. So still at club training with like 15 people. Uh, shop, you know, essential shops are open only. Apparently that includes the fromagerie, which is great. So apparently the wine shop and the tea shop is essential, which is music <laughs> yeah. to my ears. I can get a bit Part of from uh, de Savoy. Yeah. I know, it's, it's fantastic. But training-wise, yeah, I'm still getting down the track. Um, what I should maybe lead with is I've got my name in a race this weekend. So this I'm, running, weekend? I'm running a half marathon this weekend. You're joking. Uh, I'm running what, is the virtual so, race? so no no it's in so this will make you laugh it's called the solidarity run oh I know kid you not honestly holy moly so the it's, it's actually organized from, by IAU, eh? a couple of uh, a couple of clubs in Paris the team Lengland who I run for and the Tempo Run Club TRC who are a vast bunch of lads they're organized they've organized this uh, it's the solidarity run it's a, it's for charity you you throw in like 10 euros and the money's all going towards um supporting um i think it's supporting students who are in financial difficulty which is an interesting choice. Okay. so anyway so i've signed up to that about uh, a month ago and this the club has been doing basically an eight-week block for it now the race the format of the race is there's a 10k option a half option a 30k and a marathon and the way there's about 40 people on the start line but the way they've done it is it's based their pace groups so say like i'm going out at, like i don't know they've got me down in the 325 pace group. That's 325 per kilometer, which is about, I think it's about 72 minutes. So that pace group is going to go out with everyone who's running 325 for the 10, the 30, and the marathon and the half. So you don't start in your races, you start in a pace group. So theoretically, which means there should be a decent sized group at the pace. Now it's laps of the, there's a course they've marked out, which is they've measured out with a course measurement kit. So it's... um, about a second half kilometer loop around the two lakes and the, there's a, a closed road section on the weekend in the bois so it's uh we've been doing a few tempos there recently and i don't know what sort of shape i'm in to be quite honest i think i would run a really good 5k right now because we've done we've been doing a lot of short sharp stuff um and we'll see i'm kind of i'm quite i'm up for it i'm going to go into it um and just see it's really good to have a benchmark it doesn't really count for anything so we'll see we'll see how i get on um, but in terms of my training, one thing I want to mention last week, which is really interesting, is some my marriage is fine. I'm getting to the club sessions Tuesday, sorry, Wednesday. I'm, I'm doing it remotely about the track myself. So we did uh 12 by 400 a couple weeks ago, felt good. Right. Um, on the oh, that was on the Wednesday. On the Saturday, we did a sort of step down session where we did 2k, 2 by a k, 4 by 500 again, feeling quite good. I'm running like 305, 310 um, minute Ks for that, uh, closing at about threes. So feeling pretty good. Uh-huh. But then what happened, which is interesting, the guys have been giving me a bit of flack at the club because they're saying, oh, you never come on a Sunday. But the, the Sunday is like a big tempo run, right? And I'm thinking, I've done a hard track session the Saturday. My, I've never been, I've never trained like that, doing like back-to-back hard weekends. But these guys do it every single weekend. They go hard on the track Saturday morning, they do a hard session on the Sunday. And it's just a way of training anyway. So I finally buckled and, and went along a couple weekends ago. So did that step down on the Saturday. On the Sunday, it was 20K tempo. Like that, I mean, for me, that's a 12 miles at marathon pace. Well, in fact, it was quicker than that for me. I mean, we started, the idea was to run the first 10K at like 340s ks mm-hmm. and then close the next one, the group the group of lads I run with, then close the next, run the next 10K at um, 325, which is like, it's just half marathon pace for me. So we went out with this big group and I'm my legs are feeling it the track session from this day before. <laughs> and uh, we, we cracked on, sure enough, straight to like 3.35s. No hanging about. Mm-hmm. And the guy, one of the guys, uh, uh, Mohammed uh, Yami, who's the, El Hami, El Yami, who is the, one of the club um, runners, Mo- Momo as he's known, is like 56 years old and he's on the front. Like he just, he trains hard. Like at this track, he's always driving the group. And sure enough, on this tempo, he's at the front driving the pace and we're cruising around at 3.35s and I'm thinking, this is going to be a flat out effort for me for 20 kilometres. And sure enough, what I'm discovering a lot of these guys, there's like, people run until they drop. People don't pace it. People join and think, I'm going to run with the group until I drop, rather than I'm going to run at 20k at a pace I can handle. So the second half of this thing turns into like, like I said a couple weeks ago, it's like Oompa Loompas at Charlie and the Chocolate Factory dropping <laughs> off, just disappearing. Uh-huh. So we go through 10k and like, one of the guys steps off who was pecking hard and I was right I was sat at the back of this group of six of us so he so and he was just in front of me and he drops off so I'm still at the back the, there was a the three at the front shoot off after like 12 kilometers I'm thinking I can't go at 320s I just can't do it so I'm thinking well I'll crack on myself and anyway I eventually picked off one of them after about 15k but it feels it's like that old school racing training you know Anyway, I got the 15k, yeah, the and
0: I do. you know, like you know when the Kenyans go out for a run, and people just drop off, and they'll end up just picking the pace up a wee bit, and mm. you know, you've only got a few folk left at the end. It's it's kind of like, I mean, I've never been to Kenya. I'd love to go, but um, sounds a, a little bit like the Kenyan philosophy there. It's it's
1: great, and I'm just not used to it. So I, anyway, I got the 15k, and I was thinking, I'm. Gubbed here. I'm. I don't. Uh, like honestly, the, I wasn't. Like I was the pace. I was clinging on to the pace. Like we by that stage, I was running like three, tw- like low three twenties. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, I'm not going to back off and and jog it in. And then anyway, I, sure, I've got the 15k. Also, which was the end of the lap, and I was like, right, so this. So I stepped off, and there was a couple of other guys who'd done the same. But it's a really biz- Anyway, it's a bizarre way of training because then this week or last week, I should say, went to the track Saturday, 10 by 500 minute recovery, so you know a good 5k session. So we're running like. 130s, and I had a U. I had the I was sort of hustling with Samira on those. She's she is someone who goes into a session and says, I'm running this pace, and she runs this pace, and it's really impressive actually sticking to the plan. And Sure enough, I'm getting impatient and pushing on because I want to go. Tommy's
0: Tommy's Tommy's all over the shop.
1: Well, <laughs> I was consistent around everything like every... a
0: broken train.
1: <laughs> well, the thing is, I was there was like that session, there was a lot of us in the group, it was only 500, and I'm also discovering a lot of the guys seem to have a serious turn of pace but not when it goes when you go to 5k or type reps longer you know long reps like this 5k distance they just can't hold it so anyway i i was uh i found as the session went on nobody else was really there wasn't many staying with that same pace everyone dropped off so it was a good test for me then the next day they're saying right so next sunday morning two by 5k at um like 10k pace i'm thinking no (laughs) <laughs> no,
2: I'm not, I'm, you yeah.
1: know i i'm not i i'm not i'm not i'm not i'm not turning up for that so i went for an easy long and i, I, yeah. I do value my you long schedules course. these sessions in like. well that's the thing like one of the guys who is a really top class marathon scheduled them and then they must work so i'm kind of going with it because i really enjoyed running in a big group for a tempo and a hard run on this the sunday i think it's similar to what i've heard about london you know where they in London, is that Sunday service, which is a hard long run. I think. Yeah. Um. So what I think I might start doing is alternate: do the Saturday session, and do my own easy long run the next week. Do uh have an easy Saturday? Maybe do a Friday session, then do the the Sunday tempo because it's um, it's interesting.
0: It is. I mean, you know, talking about some of the you know like folk like Fraser Klein and some of the '80s athletes, they did do sessions Saturday, mm. Sunday sometimes, and the yeah. long run would be at pace, but everyone's different eh? like you know like back then maybe that was the culture of going out hard all the time whereas maybe now you know we do follow a a bit more of a polarized approach where we're you know going really easy or we're going really fast and we we need to ensure that we've got recovery days in between yeah Yeah. so so that we can allow for that kind of polarized type training um but you know when it comes to to, to just running hard, you know, Saturday and Sunday, that's that's kind of where the, they all just merge together, you know, where's where's your easy runs and things. You know? Yeah. Again, it's all, all about, and maybe they're used to it, but and maybe they get a great training effect from it, but it's, it's more, you know, you've got to look after number one and if that doesn't work for you, do what works for you, you know?
1: Exactly. Anyway, I think, I mean, I'm, I feel, I'm feeling fit. I did five by mile today, like five, low 5.20s, getting down to like, Five fifteen. So I feel I feel in reasonable shape. I, I don't think I'm in anywhere near a PB shape. But we'll go on Sunday. Give it a bash. Fee's gonna run the ten. I think she's in not bad shape actually. She's she's turned together a few like uh, short sharp reps. So yeah, pretty good.
0: Good. Like to. I'm glad to hear it. It's really good. So what what are you thinking then? You're gonna go for it. Is Tommy gonna put down a time or is he gonna? You know, does do the listeners have to? You know, guess while whilst on the run right now.
1: So I, I think my gut feeling is that I'm in 73-minute shape. Okay. But I think that would be – ending slower would be a bad run. But at the same time, I think if I have a good day, I think I could run low seven mid to low 72s. I think that's – I look back at days when I ran like 73 minutes of the Aberdeen half, which is not that quick a course, and I was probably in similar shape. So I don't know. I just haven't got much mileage in me compared to usual. So I think the case is it's going to be – the la- it's going to be hard in the end, I think. Uh, I've got, this, I think I've got the speed right now, but I'm just not sure if I've got the, the legs. So uh, we'll see. I mean, worst case, it'll be a good benchmark. But I tell you what, after L- after the trial on Friday, I'm super pumped to do a, ah, like to it, do a marathon. Yeah. Like seriously, London marathon. If it happens, I'm there. Ah. Absolutely there.
0: Well, folks, exactly. that's exciting to know. And you know, talking about marathons, there was, uh, we'll, we'll quickly uh, go over the elite half marathon. You know, I, you know, Tommy's got some some views uh, on this, which uh, he's already kind of spoke about. So yeah, on the weekend it was the Scottish Athletics
1: um, Elite or, or half marathon, if you like, what the Elite Half, as it's been known. And, and I guess before we go into the um, the not a rant, but like chat on it, we can talk about the the results. And it's a really, it was a big win. We had. Uh, um, you know, quite a TRS guests, but I think most of the field would be on TRS
0: actually.
1: <laughs> all um, the field would be on, no, James Donald is, James, if you're listening, you're James. next on the hit list.
0: I think yes, He was written in the list. So you He know, was like, on the list. Yeah. Just, I remember, uh, you watch. You know, if you hear a door, a chap in the, your virtual door, you know who it is. He promised me
1: over a pint in antrim that he would come on. So that oh, did
0: uh, we'll, we'll get him on. Um, so, yeah, so
1: it was an elite field. We'll come to that definition of elite. Um, but the, you know, the key thing was great race. Great to see Johnny Glenn getting a half marathon opportunity. Um, Johnny winning it in what did he was like 66. You uh, get that quite right. Let's
0: see Johnny. On the me, right? Jo- Johnny. Glenn Johnson. Glenn Johnson, uh, 65. He got a 65, didn't he? 65. Uh, I beg
1: your pardon. I'm just opening the results here.
0: Yeah, you're right. 65 40.
1: Um, mm-hmm. Through halfway in 32 28. So that's a. Um, a windy day, that we should say. So it was round the East Fortune um, airfield in East Lothian. So really windy, really exposed. Chris Jones had a bit of pacing through it, um, only to halfway by the looks of it. He didn't make 15k. Uh, Mike Crawley also DNF. But you had so Johnny Glenn for the win, 65:40. James Donald Dundee Hawk, 66:21. Uh, Sean 67 67:13. Del Ray, sorry, Kenny Wilson, 68:47, and then Del Ray in 69:17, which is a great run from Del, paced by. Mr. Callum Hawkins, who was on pacing duty all weekend. Now, great run for the lads, especially when you see the footage. It's windy, they're coming in on their own. It's, it's, a, it's a really great indicator of where they're at. Um, so well done getting that on. I've got, the only thing I wanted, I wanted just to, to raise. So I hope that if Scottish, anyone Scottish likes does listen to this, I think it's good to hear what a lot of club runners are thinking. And firstly, as Robbie said, really disappointed to see no women's race. And I understand that it's because there was no elite women available. Right. I'm sure that you can, and I know that I'm pointing at the Scottish government here because this, is this, this nonsense that we've got currently that only elite athletes can compete is ridiculous. You know, I think that there's enough quality, I'm sure there's enough quality club running women in the country who's got, who the government setup should be that such that Scottish athletics as a governing body can select them. Elite for me is a time, not a status. So elite shouldn't be, you're funded by a national body, you're a professional, etc. If you're good enough you're good enough and i would like to think that if you've got any women who can run 80 85 minutes should have been allowed to compete and they should be and maybe they did i'm not involved in club in club official in the official club rule anymore perhaps they're reaching out to the clubs but i would like to think they would be checking with the clubs to see are any quick women available and then because in today's day and age it is unacceptable not to have a women's race it's unacceptable and and I know some people might roll their eyes at that, but that's, that's the world we live in now. It's Scottish Athletics have got a really big equality movement. You can't just talk the talk. You need to walk the walk as well. And not having an elite women's field, I think, was a faux pas on the weekend. I thought it, it looked terrible. And they need to sort that out. Whether that, how they sort that out, I don't know. Secondly, it should have been four weeks ago. I know, and again, I know I'm, I'm, there are people are really rolling their eyes. Why was it clashing the day of the Olympic trial? Come on. You know, you would have had other, I mean, you you suddenly we would open up to the likes of, um, okay, I mean, Sarah's not going to call from Canada, but you've got Steph Davis might have been interested in running it. Um, You know, Fee was going to run the trial, so had she not had to withdraw, she might have been looking at running it. I just think that would have opened it up a bit more as well for some of the women. And then Robbie, something like that, might have had the opportunity to run a half. So I think there there's a bit of a, it was a bit disappointing. And also six men, now there are club runner, there are club men who can go sub seventy who are not, and I know one runner who inquired to a club runner who inquired to run and was told he couldn't because he wasn't elite, and there was only three elite runners and support runners. Now I know that the the guys who run it, I'm really pleased that they got the chance to run, but they're on a development program. They're on the marathon project. Great. Why are we not? Why are we not seeing top club athletes able to compete as well? You've got people. There's you know in England we're seeing fast five k coming back, podiums back. We've got the Wrexham or in Cheshire, is going to be mar- marathon coming up? The, and again, I'm pointing at Scottish government here. The cases now are low enough that sport should be staged back in. And when you hear, you know, it, I just think it's, unaccept- it's really getting unacceptable. Grassroots sport is getting absolute doing over here. And uh, I don't think that you're increasing, there's an increase in risk to allow uh, an extra 10 men to have joined that field from a club scene and run in a 15 person field do, a um, uh, whatever it's called flow test beforehand. I just think that that's my rant on that. I think there needs to be more from various organizations in terms of getting sport back because it's, uh, um, it's difficult. Now, the only thing, what I will say is I know that in England, there's a lot of race organizers are taking a, are really leading the charge. So perhaps that's a, a difficulty for Scottish athletics that, um, we don't have enough that there's maybe the race organizers are not stepping up and, the, and it's great that Scottish likes are organizing their own races, but we've seen, we've not, not seen much on the road. Uh, I really hope that we see late race licenses approved soon because it's, it's, it's grim. You know, you see people who are, who are, you know, really chomping to race. I mean, imagine that you're in your last year as like an under 20 or something. It's you're losing opportunities to really compete and develop. And next thing you know, you're going to be into a senior field. So that's my rant. Uh, I think it's great. I was really. Pl- I think it's great job getting a venue. Great job putting it on. But I, I, I know there's reasons for it. But I, regardless of the reasons, it's a full pan the women's side. Make it a mixed race. Make, just say you know. Make, let you know why couldn't the women? I mean, I I'm, apparently it's because there's no women available, no elite women available. But I don't know. I'm, I, I just think it's it's not, not good. And instead of bringing pro- problems, I should bring solutions. I know I'm not. But the solution I would suggest is. Is contact the clubs, get the best, get the, and you know, set a number on it. If what is the what is an elite time in terms of a number, and if in government are insisting that it should be a funded athlete to be elite, then challenge it, challenge it, and say, well, do you know what? We have men who can run seventy minutes who are, I've got clubmates who can run seventy minutes who are not funded. Start so you know that they, should, you know, they're elite in their in their ability, not in their uh, not in their the status. So, yeah. Wow. There you go. There, there's a rant, and there, I know, there, and that, that's that's that, that's that's just how I'm feeling at the moment. I know a lot of very, very frustrated athletes in Scotland right now who felt really hard done by in the weekend, and I think it's important uh, that that's highlighted.
0: That, well, look at that, Tommy. That that's that's a rant. Uh, you know, I can't I can't follow. No one can follow a rant like that. I I, I think. Um, yeah, I, I suppose I suppose it's throughout the, all the disciplines in 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 the sport where it's not just. You know, short distance. Everyone, you know, like ultra runners. You know, this race is getting cancelled, and you know, one notable race that's been cancelled is the West Highland Way. And you know, Ian the chair of Scottish Athletics, uh, and the race or race director of West Highland Ways, you know, him and the committee have decided to to cancel the race, um, due, just due to the current circumstances that are that are impinged by by, by our government and. Uh, it's, it's quite quite sad to see, and, um, and and you know there's a risk of keeping the race on, and and that's kind of where for, for me as a race director, I've got to have a good. You know, I've already cancelled the or postponed the Dava Way, which was due to take place mid-April. Um, it's the right decision. Uh, we've now got the the same type of uh, decision to make about the Murray Coastal Trail, which is in uh, the 12th of June, which um you know hopefully looking at the roadmap. We 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 will certainly still have COVID measures in place. Um, it's not going to be the same the, the, the kind of atmosphere, the, the the kind of feel of the race. But uh, I think at the moment people just want a race, regardless of the kind of capacity it's in, you know. Um, but yeah, we 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 are severely limited by 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 the measures that are that are put in place with us. But yeah, oh, I mean, where, when when was
1: when was this, when was the uh, space side ultra?
0: Space Side Ultra was in August, so no, it was August. Well, it was meant to be in August to so push that back to November, right? Um,
1: so, I'm just going to highlight something, right? Because again, and this is aimed at, I'm sure no one from the actually, I think Willie Rennie listened to the show a while ago, so maybe if one politician listens to this in <laughs> November, right? In November, right, there were the average 70 average of cases, um, in the UK was 23,000. I do the Scottish numbers to mind, 23,000 today, it's five. So, yeah. you are not in a position to organize a race today. And you were in a position to organize a race in a worst, a worse status a few, a few months ago. Now
0: Yeah I mean explain that still, to me someone. Well, that's it. You, you, you're still going to put these measures in place. like you know, I don't know. There's, I think there's very. we're lucky enough that the sport is, it's an outdoor sport where yeah, yeah. You, you, you can have these measures. I mean people are going for haircuts next week. Uh, I mean, is that really essential? I got a haircut last week, mate. I could could tell, (laughs) eh? I didn't want to say anything. Yeah, eh? welcome
1: to France. I was playing Petonc with friends in the park on the first Saturday. (laughs) Nobody cares over here. I'm not not belittling COVID. I'm not belittling COVID at all. I know this is very serious, but I I just think we're being far too conservative now in terms of when you look at the the threat on things like sports. Some races are not going to come back. Some races will not survive two years. There will be people lost to athletics who, who are who may have over this period have gotten really into running in the, while other sports have gone and we're now missing opportunity to get them back in. Other sports are, are hurting as well. And I'm just like, I'm super frustrated, mate. That's all that's it is. I look at like, I just think that there's a, you know, there's, you could, little things like anyone who is, any, you know, we know that officials and volunteers quite often are from our older members of the running community. Make sure, are they vaccinated? Do they have two vaccines? You know, that sort of check. You know that we saw there was a con a 5,000 person music concert in Spain over the weekend where they had testing done, um, on the morning of, and you have to get a confirmation. I'm, I'm not joking when I say, can we envisage two or three? Uh, I don't know, some uh, a school hall where you're going to get a test in the morning and then you have to hang around. And If you're okay, then at 2 p.m., there's a race in the afternoon, people, you know, yeah. they're, they're, and it, the people pass the cost to the athletes, people want to race, people want to get back on their and I feel like the government at the moment are shutting down any creativity to get around that with these you know the fast 5k which is this weekend. I know Scottish athletes have been told they can't travel and that's a government rule. There's guys who've got there's a, a race happening in England but because of a government rule you can't cross the you can't cross the border at a time when I mean if you take your own measures I know I'm ranting and a lot of people will think running is a first world problem but this is a I think it's at a time when it can be done with a low risk.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, well, that's a that's a great wee a great wee chat from 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 Tommy Mainly, and uh, thanks for the chat. And <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> good, you, know, you know, thanks, sir. It. <laughs> well, it's, let, it's, let's finish on a positive then, Kyle. TRS runner of the week. Oh, it's. Well, I mean, you know, we, we've had three fantastic Scottish runners on. But you know, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna give it to Steph Davis. Uh, you know, she's got the Olympic yeah. qualifying time. Um, she 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 delivered again in terms of the time break. You know, well well ahead of the rest of the pack, and uh, and yeah, and, you know, in, in, in second and third place are closely followed by Robbie and and Sarah as well. You know, and you know, Sarah for just her her ethic when it comes to to you know the 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 prep that she had coming to to, to the UK to race and. You know, she'll, she'll, you know you know you've heard that in the show like you know she's invested a lot of money in, uh, just staying at a hotel just to get back home and all these things you know like she's invested just to try and get get to that start line and to try I'm and... I'm shocked
1: make- uh, by the way I'm shocked that no governing body's picking that up by the way
0: yeah but uh but yeah sure. I mean it's yeah it's uh, it, it it's it's been a good uh, it's been a mixed, mixed week in terms of racing and the, the the sooner COVID buggers off, the better it is. Because we, we we need to talk about our results, eh? Exactly. You know, there's gonna be a, a shed loads of results coming up, hopefully soon. I hope.
1: Honestly, I, I'll be I've 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 said this to Kyle many times and listeners who I know I've shared this with them. I found I really enjoy doing TRS because we get engaged with listeners, but not having results over the last year, I found that a real drag. Honestly, like I, I find it th- on a Monday, it's Kyle and I scratch our heads what we're going to talk about. And it's great we can bring it out, but I'm, as an athletics fan, I'm chomping to see more come back. And it's good that we have got, we're seeing more and more come back at the top end, but there needs to cascade now. It really does.
0: Oh, abs- absolutely. Absolutely. So if anyone wants to find us, you can, you, or contact us, you can uh, you can email us, tartanrunningshorts at gmail.com. Uh, you can get us on Facebook, our Instagram handle, our Twitter handle, and uh yeah, and you know, I always say this every week is if you want to give us a review or rating, um, you know, feel free to to do that. But also press the subscribe button so that you get our downloads and I know you know, or you get the, the instant download of, of each episode each week. So uh but yeah, other than that, Tommy, um, you know, and but behalf of the Greg household, good luck for the weekend, you know, you and, and hmm. Fiona and I, you know, will be Eager tent of hooks finding out how things went, and uh, yeah, I hope the listeners have a great week too. Mm-hmm.